Warning, some members of this podcast have been known for gratuitous use of the F word. If the F word is something that offends you, fuck it, let's do this. Awesome. Hit the theme music, Doug. Canceling every fucking thing. It's time for another rant. And we have a guest. Yeah. Hiya. We have a guest. Stone came back. Yes. Welcome back, Stone. We didn't scare her away. This is a female. Very hard to do. Believe it or not, this is a female positive podcast. Regardless of all (laughs) the shit you ever heard from any of our episodes, uh, we don't cancel women here. We, We invite them to come be a part of the show. We celebrate women. And at times, they come back. Welcome back. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> She's so meek now that the microphones are on. Yes. <laughs> I'm probably the only woman whose balls are big enough to hang with you guys, so let's be honest. Right. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. right there. I don't, I don't know if I want to challenge that. It's nah, cold out. It <laughs> Mine don't shrink. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a condition. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's called ovaries, Arona. <laughs> yeah, happy Valentine's Day something or other, Yeah, uh, if that matters to anyone out there. Yes, it's the day before Valentine's. Yeah. Word. Actually. And the by the time the day before. The day before. Yes. By the Valentine's time the audience. It's the fucking 12th. It's by February the, the 12th. By yeah. the time the audience hears it, it will be a day after. Well, Valentine's Day doesn't mean shit to me, but today the twelfth is uh, is important in in my family. It's my sister's birthday. Happy oh. birthday! It's ha- my friend's birthday. Well, holy fuck! Yeah, Happy it's birthday. also it's also our our friend whose name won't be, get mentioned. His wife's birthday is today. Uh, well, we just got birthdays all birthdays. around. Birthdays are yeah. falling out all over the place. But birthdays happy Lauren. Happy birthday, sister! Uh, hope that you're doing well. Happy birthday. Very much happy birthday. So, uh, yeah, now that we got all that out of the way. Larry Flint died. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of women. (laughs) Yeah, if there's any person who's ever championed women so much, it's got to be that guy. (laughs) He's elevated a lot of skank-ass hoes to being able to pay their bills. So I, uh, I tip my cap. I did share the story as soon as I heard about it. Uh, I shared it with both you, <laughs> Doug, and Arona, and I shared it with my friends in a group chat, and I, I, I shared it the same way just to gauge the reactions I got back, and uh, they were the same reactions, but I just shared it and said, oh, th- <laughs> this is the first time he's been stiff in over 40 years, <laughs> and everyone was like, Jesus, dude, <laughs> come on, man, <laughs> that's brutal. <laughs> And I was like, I don't give a fuck. That's funny. That's funny. Hey, but he was a crusader for free speech. Very much so. Yeah. And him dying is like a, um, it's almost like the final nail. It's like a metaphor. The cancel culture is here. It's here. Yeah. Imagine all of the free speech advocates are dying off. Imagine if Larry Flint was trying to do, like, just start now. He would get canceled in a fucking heartbeat. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't even be able to start now. They wouldn't have just paralyzed him when they shot him this time. Right. Yeah. Which is actually kind of a weird turn of events. 
but uh, we live relatively close to where to that where actually took place. Yes, to where it happened, yes. Um, I remember my mom, I think, oh shit, I don't remember what year it was, but she ended up working in a building like within walking distance of where he got shot. Oh, wow. And uh, that movie, The People vs. Larry Flint, I think I'm going to have to watch that this weekend. That's a good movie. I've seen it. God, mm-hmm. I can't even tell you how many times. I've it was uh, Woody Harrelson yeah. and Courtney Love. Great movie. Yeah. It's great. It's a, especially as a portrayal of what happened. Yeah. But it's nuts on. It's nuts on. They were that crazy. They were, <laughs> they were man. They locked themselves in the... All of the shit that happens in that movie really fucking happened. So... I mean, it, it and it was made really good. It really was. I got to watch it again because I think I watched it back in the 90s when it came out, and I haven't gone back to see it ever again, so right. I don't remember yeah. anything about it. I like the very beginning when he's a little kid, and him and his brother and his their dad's a moonshiner, mm-hmm. and he drank all their profit, and he, <laughs> no, he, he fucks his dad up. And, and then his little brother says, why'd you do that? Because he's drinking my profits. That's what he says when he's a little kid. He's a little kid. And, uh, and if that's true, if that part of that movie's true, hey, I salute the man, you know? Well, I know, that, uh, I know that Hugh Hefner got all the publicity, but I don't know. I respect Larry Flint more. Now, Jim, didn't you tell me at one point that the movie is fairly divergent as far as how... The shooting actually took place. From what I understand, yeah. I remember last time, or not last time, but one of the recent times over the past couple of years um, when my parents came down, I took them to the, the, the city where he got shot was uh, Lawrenceville, Georgia. And downtown Lawrenceville, back when he got shot, it was all just old shops, lawyer buildings, because the courthouse was at the center of the square. Right. So it wasn't really like high level like retail commercial area it was very much all buildings that were like county affiliated and you know official this that kind of thing so um anyway now it's been totally redone just like every other at least in the south every single small town square in the south has been revamped with restaurants and theaters and parks and all, all kinds of stuff to like attract people to come spend so money. The burbs really is what it is. It's the suburbs around major cities are, yeah. are doing mm-hmm. that. So there's a, there's a place on the square, on the corner of the square, called McCray's Tavern that has uh, it, it's regular tavern, but it also has a roof. Right. Uh, like a finished roof where you can go upstairs, you're outside, you can eat, drink, and all that stuff. And we were up there, and you can look down and see where he came out. Or where he came out of his uh, lawyer's office right. and got shot immediately. Right. And my mom pointed out, hey, by the way, Jim, I'm sure you've heard of the Larry Flint story. But if you look right over here, that's wh- that's the building where he came out. Yeah. yeah. And my mom was the one it's that the told me. the old courthouse. Yeah, my mom was the one that told me, now they got it wrong in the movie because they had him coming out of this building and pointed at a building much closer to the courthouse. And I haven't gone back to verify it, but I obviously I'll trust her word on it. Um, who was living, you know, here at the time, but so now, now I definitely have to go back and watch it and critique it and tear. Well, it apart. I think they picked the building because it looked more like a courthouse. Yeah, well, that, uh, that's what the, the there was a because I remember that coming up. I remember other people bringing that up. Yeah, and they were talking about uh, that it looked more like 
the scene, the whole that you know they did it with the whole. You're, you're back away from it, and then you're close up to it. Uh, they just said that the building looked better. Yeah, that's you know. So I mean, that's a we're making a movie, not a documentary. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's little. That's little shit. I mean, we're right next door to the building where it happened. Mm. So you know, it ain't like, it's not like we're trying to you know pull yeah. one over on you. Sure, this is where it happened. You know, mm-hmm. so but yeah, I, I I get that that little, especially if you're you know you know the area and if you, you live if you were living here by, when it happened yeah, and yeah, all that stuff. Happened, yeah. yeah, so yeah, I guess uh, R.I.P. Bro. Yeah. I mean, he was 78, 76, 77. Yeah, 78, I believe. Yeah, so not surprising, but noteworthy, well, especially given where we are broadcasting from. And, yeah. and and not only that, but also given the fact that, like I said, yeah. he he went to the Supreme Court yeah. for free speech. That's mm-hmm. I mean, he went all the way to the Supreme Court. They came after him for years but this and is years vulgar. and years. And this they, is vulgar, exactly. sir. And they yeah. tried to smear him. And all of the people that it's funny because when you watch the movie again, <laughs> you'll notice all the people that went after him. Yeah, all the politicians and the—they're uh, the ones that wound up getting busted for corruption and all <laughs> kinds of fucked up shit. That's how yeah. it goes. Yeah, that is. That's how it goes. A lot of projection. And, and um, and and he's sitting there. He's being himself. That's the one thing that I can definitely say. He he was just himself. You know, he didn't put on any airs to please anybody yeah. even a judge in a in a court i mean he was like uh, like a child you know i mean they gagged him in court and shit they would do shit to him because he was he would you know he'd say oh you know throwing oranges at him and shit i mean that's <laughs> it's crazy it's crazy the dude was crazy but that was that was the he was the kind of crazy that ne- that needed to be there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like For you, the free speech movement. Like you and, wouldn't you wouldn't want to raise a family next door to right. him. Right. But he does play a critical role. Exactly. Yeah, and you don't want to stifle what he's got to say because uh you can't it, you know that and that's what is so relevant to me right now. Yeah. Is you know, we'll go into, you know, Gina Carano and all that. But is when he died, you know, he's, it's like, it's almost the week of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can see this, this cancel culture thing that is starting to take off in a huge way. And all the people that defended free speech up to that, they're dying off left and right. Yeah. You know? And, um, well, it's well, free, scary. free speech is going to be the major theme of this episode. Yeah. Because sure. I think, a. a a couple of stories that I picked out anyway, that if we have time, we might only get to one, but if we have time and we get to all of them, that is the, that is the thread that ties them all together. It's not trying to pick on something and represent a side or the the only side I'm trying to represent is on the side of free speech, unapologetically and always in every instance, there's, I, I would rather defend a poor use of free speech than condemn any measure of free speech right ever. yeah yeah you should you should be able to it, it it really it's getting ridiculous man it really is with these big corporations and you're starting to see you're really starting to see how much the corporations are controlled by the government it's yeah. starting to it's starting to show itself the, the, it's starting the, to show that government is telling these corporations what they can and can't do the, the whole it's a private company bro kind yeah. of guy I, I i hope that you're 
you're not being that guy anymore. Right. right. I, I'm a champion of the private company and the private sector. Trust me. But that ain't what we got. I think we've we've established that. So let's stop playing like we're or let's stop acting like we're playing a game that we're not in. Right. Because that ain't it, bruh. But um, as far as like cancel culture or free speech or anything, Stone, you live in a different part of our great state. A lot less people uh, concentrated around you. So that might be something that is more is experienced more when we're in areas like where we live, where the high density, you got to kind of watch what you say. You can't really go out and tell somebody off otherwise you'll lose your job is it is it is that a city issue or have you seen anything like that or people changing how they address each other out where you live in the more rural areas younger generations are our are, generation don't give a fuck no at all like at all at all i think our generation and is the probably only thing i have to worry about are the christians <laughs> because i'm worried i'm going to unfriend one of them and not by anything, you know, anti-Semitic or anything like that. It's just, I might say fuck too many times. Yeah. So yeah. You could fuck that's up That's the only censorship feeling. I have. Well, you, you hear do. how we start our show, you know. <laughs> uh, we have a high propensity for the F word. <laughs> and if the F word offends you, fuck it. Yeah. Let's um, do this, man. Yeah. But I was just curious, <laughs> if, and you answered it beautifully because it's a generational thing. Now, are they self-censoring or are the younger generation, are they kind of like being hall monitors where they're like, eh, don't, don't say that. So I'm a bit sheltered in that I don't know a lot of the younger generation or don't see a lot of them at least. So I don't get to witness it, but at least I see it on social media. They're yeah. the ones that are more sensitive about it. And where I, and you'll have to remember too, where I live, these are, these are big Trump supporters. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, they, yeah. Trump country. Like yeah. they are very, very upset. Right. Yes. They are. They hate. They hate saying President Biden. Right. And they they say that every time they have to say President Biden, they're like, God, I hate saying. That. Yeah. That well, that and that's you know our dear leader. Uh, it's yeah. Biden. I'm surprised Ooh, they're not saying that. Funny story. Bring funny it. story. On the way here today, I want to say I was on 75. I see a typical redneck truck. I don't even remember what kind of make and model, but it was jacked up, and they had a huge. Trump flag and a huge rebel flag, and it's broke down on the side of the road. <laughs> and I'm like, if that is not, I that's mean, irony. poetic. I mean, seriously, it's like, look, that's a postcard. Broken, <laughs> broken system, broken. <laughs> and they'll be like, I'm gonna cancel you. Like, God, I wish I could have snapped that. <laughs> so has the temperature in the room down there gotten like heated? Have you have you seen more like people just being a little more like a little hair triggered, like like jumping at each other, or or do you just know that everybody's in agreement that they're all just equally pissed? I think everybody's just equally pissed. Granted, I don't go to Walmart, so I mean I don't really get to see the um, <laughs> I don't get to see the best representation of where I live. <laughs> I, I go to work. I go to the bar. That's kind of it. <laughs> I hear That's you. the only way you can cope. Huh? You know, yeah. I mean. There's a lot of drinking, I, oh, but, that's, but yeah, I don't happens. get, I don't get to see a lot purposely. I don't see a lot of the typical makeup, man. I would fucking love to go to a South Georgia bar in the environment we're in now. Just S to, South anywhere. 
just to be South a Mississippi, fly. South Alabama, South Georgia. I mean, it's just it's to be a everywhere. fly on the wall. Yeah, yes. And because, oh, I hope that the conversations are as good as I'm making them up in my head right now. <laughs> fucking A. Well, don't go right now because where I live, we have a power plant and it's outage season. So you're having a lot of smart people come in. Oh, yeah. Shit, we have nerds. a lot of engineers and stuff coming into town. Oh, no. For the next couple of weeks, months, however long it takes. So there's going to be some missing I mean, persons some, reports. There's some dumb ones, too. Soon. But I mean, you know, it's a different <laughs> it's a different crowd. You get a lot of different people coming in. So your your locals sometimes it's don't come out as much. In the, it is tourist season. In the well, low country. Well, it's one of our tourist seasons. Okay. I'll say that. Yeah. I was just curious, like, what what's the dynamic like uh, in metropolitan you know just people crawling all over each other areas versus the absence of that and is there any parallels because i'll be honest up here i'm sure i know everybody has an opinion everybody has a social media account and everybody's saying a bunch of dumb shit online uh to people they disagree with but in the wild you don't see that like the closest thing you'll see is a broke down truck with a trump flag or a or a coexist sticker uh, at the gas station, and some guy's yelling at somebody else because he didn't hit the trash can, and now he's willing to kill him. Well, what was uh, stark to me when I was uh, down visiting you, Stone, um, was though I can tell that the pandemic has touched the bars down there. It's not as evident mm-hmm. as everywhere else. There's still live bands that will play. Mm-hmm. There's still dance floors that um, people are, being are not utilized. strict about masks. No. That starts at basically Columbus and goes all the way across. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes across Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, Louisiana. And the further south you go mm-hmm. from there, it just keeps getting Trumpier and Trumpier mm-hmm. and Trumpier and Trumpier. And when you get down into South Florida, I mean, you got Cubans down there that are huge Trumpers. Oh, yeah. Huge. Mm-hmm. And it's a trip, man. It's it really they, is. It's like a, I don't know. It's, be, I, I, it's because they see something they recognize in right. the uh, establishment party right, right now that they aren't, that, that they're pretty familiar with and they're not too keen on it. Well, and, and their eyes have been open to a lot of shit. That's the, that's the crux of it. I've said this before, and I believe this. What Trump did was uh, he exposed it all. He exposed how incompetent the government is. The government went after that man with everything they had for four fucking years. And he made it. He Mm -hmm. made it through four years. He took a global pandemic. Of the most (laughs) intense. Yes, that's what. And that's my point. It's, and a it's, full Hail Mary on the election right. to get him out. And what that should tell both parties, what that should tell everybody in government is, hey, they're sick of the way we do shit. Yeah, the will of the people it, is not with you. Yes, the, you, you do not have the will of the people. So it's it's all up to it's up to the people. Man, That's I'm just going to leave it at that. You know, I it's up to people to vote them out. It, if you vote them out and you believe in voting and you believe all this stuff that goes on uh which i don't I, I that's why i don't vote i mean i i don't i don't believe in this make-believe fucking fantasy shit that they've whipped up to call freedom you know i mean it's like a I, it's it's crazy it really is well well speaking of south georgia bars 
and uh, and and Trump supporters and in Florida, I'm all about reevaluating my feelings about people. You know, if the evidence is out there and it makes me change my perception on them, and I gotta tell you, I, I'm a Tom Brady fan now. <laughs> After this yep. past week, I don't hate him. Like, yeah, not nearly as much. And, well, and in fact, you, I don't hate him at all. It's because now. you saw something that you've never seen, but he's probably done many times. It's just never been. He's just he public. made himself more relatable. He yes. made himself public. Yes, yeah. Dude, I, I think saw, everyone in this room. I saw. <laughs> yes. If you don't know what we're talking about, Tom Brady got shit hammered, and I mean fucking grade A shit face on a yacht <laughs> down in Tampa for their boat parade yes. to celebrate yes. their Super Bowl win that they did in the middle of the day on a Wednesday, but like. Next to no uh, fanfare or, you know, it was on purpose. The mayor did not want the word to get out because she didn't want crowds because she's a fucking Nazi. (laughs) But they did it anyway. And there's video everywhere. Just YouTube Tom Brady shit faced and just be entertained. So they had all these boats set up in Tampa Bay and they're just partying. Everybody. Bruce Arians, Gronk, obviously. I mean, mm-hmm. he's of drunk. course. <laughs> yeah. He's the grand marshal of any shit face parade. And uh, Tom Brady, Mr. Haven't had a carb in over 15 years, and I'm on the strictest diet known to man. He fucking let it rip. And he, the boy got soused. <laughs> and there's video. And it probably of, didn't take much for that to happen. Probably about one yeah, and I a assume. half Bud Light seltzers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he was, <laughs> and he was and toasted. And he was rocked. Because he was. Toasted. He was throwing the Lombardi oh, yeah, trophy yeah, from up. his boat to Gronk's boat, like yeah. not giving a yeah, fuck. So, He's like, yeah. ah, I know where they make these. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you another one. <laughs> and there's video of him having to be carried by his handlers. Oh yeah, out of the boating area to I guess a more secure location. Right. And but he got perp walked right in front of the media <laughs> and these media douchebags are like oh hey tom so how about that set and he's just like <laughs> he's, he's doing the ray charles man yeah, right. he's got the glasses on his head's tilted back he's loving life the permanent <laughs> plastered grin on the man's face that Dude, uh, I, it, there was something it, it, endearing it was beautiful there, there was something endearing about seeing him the, this Great athlete that's accomplished all this other crazy Just shit. Straight lace. He's always been straight lace. Yeah, boring like as a, fuck yeah. at all times. And just seeing him act normal. Cut loose. I've never seen that before. The mm-hmm. closest thing to it was him doing like selfie videos of before he walks on a bus playing, uh, you know, a P. Diddy song with Gronk in the back being a crazy yeah guy. he it's almost like, eh. he almost seems more tebow than tebow without the religion <laughs> most times yeah 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 but this was a time where that all stopped mm-hmm. and he was just like i don't give a fuck let's just get weird and i was like this is the greatest side <laughs> of tom brady i've, I've ever, ever seen. seen yes it is it is and it was i I saw some of the video. I didn't see him carrying him off. But oh I, yeah, I saw I saw uh, I saw some videos of him, and he was he was tore up. Oh yeah, his legs he were moving, tore, yeah. but he didn't know where he was going. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I've been there before. <laughs> I was there last weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on how tonight goes, yeah, I might I might, I might need one of y'all to carry me out of the studio. <laughs> yeah, right? I'll just call it doing the Tom Brady. No, but uh, yeah, fuck Tom Brady on the football field, but Tom Brady 
<laughs> on a yacht. Yeah. Out of I door. like that guy. I want more of that. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, anyway. Kudos, Tom. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of reality TV, but that, if that was a show, Drunk, you know, Brady, I'd watch that. Yeah. And I don't, I, I, I've heard a lot of desire to cancel the man leading up to the Super Bowl and all this. I don't think anybody wants to cancel him after this week. And if, if anybody does, you're just, oh, you're just a goddamn commie. <laughs> let let I've him never, drink. I've never liked him, but I've never wanted to cancel him. You I don't, know what I'm saying? I've never he is, to, I've he never, is, truly is the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. I will say that easily. Yeah. And uh, at this point, it's not even a question. But I am no. a Dolphins fan, so there's that, you know? Well, sure. And, which they have totally, he's been fucking me for years, so... It's hard to say, yes, that is a fact, but it is a fact. He's the greatest, greatest quarterback of all time. Here's the thing. He, he's a buccaneer now, and when he was a Patriot, he beat, the, he beat the shit out of my Falcons. Yes. In the most memorable of ways. Yes. Historic, I think, is a word that could be tied to it. So I'll never like the athlete. Fuck him forever when he's got a jersey on. But that level of hate that I have for him... We'll never match. Okay, so he's a Buccaneer. I'm naturally not going to be a fan of his. That's in the division with my Falcons. Right. My pitiful fucking one-winged Falcon. <laughs> but I'll never hate him, or I'll never, I'll always hate him more than the backup tight end, because I don't know who the right, fuck that is. Right, right, right. Because he doesn't matter that much. Right, the kicker. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, O.J. Howard. Actually, I don't hate O.J., at all. I think he's great. He was injured this year. Sucks for him. But he's insignificant to me compared right. to Tom Brady. Because that man can actually ruin. <laughs> he can ruin my fall. You know, uh, and as or much as them. as much as I can't stand Brady personally, uh, I'm not sure that my hatred for him is touched by my hatred for Belichick. And um, something that I did love about this season is... I think Brady was semi-vocal without coming right out and saying it, that he could he would be successful regardless of who he is under. And there was a lot of, you know, talk that Belichick was a big reason for his, uh, for some of his success. And if there was any doubt before this season, he completely uh, shredded that, um, you know, up completely. I want to make a counter-argument. The reason why they were making that argument is that Belichick's been in the league for 30, 40 years. Right. Mm -hmm. And he, he had the Browns in the playoffs. He was a coordinator under Bill Parcells in New York on the, with the Giants, and they won a couple Super Bowls. The Jets were going to hire... The, the Jets were supposed to hire him. And then some shenanigans went down, and he got rerouted up to New England. Right. New England was a dumpster fire when he got there. They were fucking terrible. Yeah, they were hideous. And he had the Patriots in the playoffs with Drew Bledsoe. Tom Brady only got the opportunity to come make his grand entrance on the stage once Drew Bledsoe got injured. Right. So had Bledsoe not ever gotten injured, Tom Brady would be just another just another backup quarterback that was forgotten. Right. He would have never gotten that opportunity. Yeah. So Belichick, the reason why he gets that level of uh, credibility is he has decades prior to Brady of establishing himself as sure. a legit winner turnaround. Yeah, right, right. Not not just a yeah, winner, just but like able a turnaround. To turn around. Yeah. 
So I don't, I'm not ready to bury him yet. He's only been one year. I mean, he's now in rebuild mode. You, you take the greatest quarterback away from somebody where you've put your entire sure. game plan leaning on him and you take out your main support. For instance, Miami. You're, yeah. Some rebuilds <laughs> take longer than others, Doug. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think Belichick will be back, but it will take longer than what Brady has left in the league. Right. Mm. I think yeah. the next time you see Belichick in the playoffs, Brady will be retired. Right. Yeah, so, I agree with that. I do. But Belichick, yes, I agree with everything you just said. He definitely gets credit for Brady. I mean, because he saw it. He saw that he he was the one that took that gambled with it, you know. Yeah, and I uh, mean that's he could have had, you know. And Brady stepped up, so yeah, they both deserve. Because, like, look back Super Bowl twenty five, Giants Bills. It was the Bills' first Super Bowl. Uh, Phil Simms was their quarterback. Right. That right. was when you think New York Giants, early nineties, late eighties. Phil Simms is who you think about right. if you're thinking quarterback. All right. Phil Simms wasn't in that Super Bowl. Right. Jeff Hostetler was. Right. But yep. who the fuck knows Jeff Hostetler, you know, in the in the grand scheme of the NFL? They right. don't, because yeah. backup quarterbacks just are there to cast a shadow on the bench. And that's what Tom Brady was doing. Yeah. And I fully a six rounder out of Michigan. He was flabby, didn't look athletic, had a terrible combine. If he hadn't gotten that opportunity, yeah. Nobody would know who the fuck he is. I, I agree completely. Mm-hmm. I totally yeah. stand by that. So sure. that's another example of make the most of an opportunity when it presents itself. And Tom Brady did that to the point where I hate him because of his success. Right. But it's not legit hate. It's no. sports hate. Yeah, we covered this last yeah, week. Yeah, we but, did. Yeah. We but anyway, don't. the fact that he got shit-faced in public in front of cameras, dude, kudos. I've yeah. been there and... I didn't gain any fans because of it, and you gained one in me. Obviously, you've been there, too. I have been there a lot recently. Care to divulge? <laughs> um, I don't know. Which story should I tell? What was your favorite of the ones you've heard tonight? I think the plain the one. The plain one's is definitely a good one. one. Yes. Okay. That's a good one. So the plain one where I got this fancy koozie? Yeah. What is Okay, because there's on? actually two plain ones, but this is the fun one. Uh, well, I, let's I'm start talk- with the fun one. Okay. Yeah, the fun one. So so just to fill everybody in, I have a very stressful job, and it only became stressful when COVID hit and started to hit my coworkers, and then I had to pick up slack for everybody. And I haven't gotten a break because I haven't been so lucky to get COVID and get a two- to three-week break. Damn Cross it. your fingers. I have tried to get it. <laughs> It Here, let me see, let me sneeze in your mouth. <laughs> I don't know if I got I it. But asked, can... I've asked people like, "You want to go make out real quick? I just, I just need like a two week break. Just like, I just want to go sleep for two weeks. That's all I want. I'm not asking just a lot. Spit in my mouth, damn it! Yeah, just you know, spit on me. Just let's just whatever. So, so that sounds reasonable because I have no other outlet. I get fucking drunk, okay? And I have a buddy who knows how to get fucking drunk, and he's a great influence on me. And he owns a plane. Okay, so like there's this one Saturday. I had already told him on a Thursday. I say, it's been a week. We're doing drinking this weekend. I don't care if it's Friday, it's Saturday, whatever. We're, we're drinking. This sounds like narcos. I'm just saying. No. <laughs> Drugs so- were not involved. <laughs> not in this one that I'm aware of okay. drugs were not involved yes. I had uh, to think for a second no, you, you didn't explore the storage in the aircraft I, I, forgot, I did not I forgot at the start of this story everything is allegedly mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah 
<laughs> I allegedly, and the reason that this airplane now is equipped with vomit bags. <laughs> and this isn't a big airplane. This is a Piper Seneca. Okay. So there's two in the cockpit and then four additional seats in the back. Small plane. A lot of fun. Okay. So there's three guys, the pilot, the guy who owns a plane and another guy. And they're sitting at this really trashy dive bar on a Sunday afternoon, Saturday, Saturday afternoon, wrong day. And um, I get a text. What are you doing? This is like four or five o'clock. What are you doing? I'm like, I'm gaming. What's up? We're going to the strip club in Brunswick. Meet us at the airport in 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, real, real quick. How far is Brunswick by car from where you're at? It's a couple hour or two. Okay. But in the same think, state. Yeah. In the same state. It's a 30 minute flight. Yeah. It's actually 30, just shy of 30 minutes. It would take an afternoon to get there. Mm-hmm. But not if you got a plane. Yeah. You probably yeah. Uh, spend more time taking off than you do actually in the air almost. Funny story also, um, the, that's the only the hardest part of flying is the taking off and the landing. Yeah, and if sure. you can do that drunk, <laughs> then you can fly, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say how Sign I know that. Up for I am not a pilot. Right don't say how you know that. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I personally, I won't know how to fly. And so. you don't know the pilot's name, do you? No, not at all. His, not name, at all. his name was Al Legend. Ah, yeah. Boom, yeah. Boom. Yeah, dad jokes. Yeah. So every time we fly anywhere, which has been two or three times for me now with them, we always <laughs> have to stop and get a case of beer for the plane, right? Of course. Of course. So, why not? Yeah. I mean, that, and that's always in my carry on. So I knew, I was like, all right, we're doing some drinking this weekend, <laughs> right? So I had, I probably had two beers on the flight. And I'm like, ooh, I better be careful, you know. Like, granted, these are like water beers, but but still, you, get more, you know, you get drunker quicker at out at, yeah. at altitude. That's what I hear. My curiosity is, did y'all start singing Peggy Sue as y'all were taking off? <laughs> no, no, we did not. In fact, it was La Bamba. La Bamba. La Bamba. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh. And to make it even funnier, they had to call the strip club to see what time they opened so we weren't getting there too early. <laughs> I shit you not. Okay, so so we get there, and because it was later in the afternoon, they would not give us a courtesy car because we would not be coming back till super late. So we get an Uber, and they did not specify how many people were t- riding in the Uber, so we're crammed in there like sausages, just like... <sighs> but I'm like, I'm too wide for this. I have too much hip and ass to be crammed in here. But okay, whatever. We're going to make this work. The Uber driver loved us so much. I still have her cell phone number for the next time we go back. And she added me on Facebook. She did a little stalking. Um, we get to the strip club. They're not ready for anybody. The girls aren't dressed, or should I say undressed. We walk in. There's nobody at the door. Throw some glitter on them we, and let's We kind of just walk mule. in there like, hey, <laughs> what's going on, guys? sure you're open like the door's open they were like no 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 come on in they felt so bad they bought our first round of drinks oh my god that was mistake number one (laughs) because we all order at least one or two drinks and one or two shots a piece and there's four of us so was tom brady in there there was a tom it wasn't brady (laughs) Um, i'm sure there was a tom so i don't know how many drinks and shots went down before this happened, I, I remember making a joke before I went to the bathroom, which was surprisingly clean. Um, 
I remember making a joke. The girls' bathroom is always the cleanest one. Yeah. And the strip yeah, club. Yeah, I had a strip club. Well, because yeah. the employees yeah, have club, to yeah. use it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, they're going to bitch. That's right. <laughs> so I remember making a joke before I went to the bathroom. Feel free to drop any roofies in here, guys. Mm. Ha ha, just kidding. Those were my exact words. I don't <laughs> think any roofies were put in my drink. At least my friends, the people I was with, did not. They were also shocked by the turn of events. I don't know who dropped a roofie in my drink. (laughs) I mean, there weren't that many people in the bar. It was us and the people that worked there. So It was that um, fucker Tom. Yeah, it was that Tom guy, yeah. So, let's see here. What happened next? Lots of shots, lots of beers. Oh, and then the strippers finally got ready and took their clothes off. Put their face on, took their clothes off. Good. And they felt really bad after buying us a round of drinks that they showed boobs to everybody. Like, and I was like, okay, mine looked better than that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and in they, her they defense, even validated it too. In her, in her defense, I have not have kid had kids, right? And she had like two. Well, there you so go. I mean, you know, gravity. That, it helps, right? Yes, sure. Mushy saggers. So some shit happened. I don't know how we got to this point, but the girl that was working behind the bar tells the guys. I'll make you guys a deal. I'll come out topless if she puts on my top. Now, to describe my top. That's equality. I mean, she must have seen the level of drunk in my eyes. She really must have. Like, like I was bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> the top was like a fishnet kind of top with a lace-up thing in the middle. I got one of those. Nothing left of the imagination. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. So... The, all the guys are like, ah, oh, she's not going to do it. She's the prude. Because I kind of am like, everybody knows me as a freaking ice queen. Like, I don't go home with anybody. Nobody goes home with me. Right, right. Like, people try their shot at me, and they're hilariously laughed down. Like, You're the six-foot distance champ pre-COVID. I'm apparently, like, everyone always tells me, like, yeah, yeah, you're like you're the hot girl. You can get anything you want, but I'm like I don't fucking see that because no one ever hits on me because I'm super intimidating. Apparently, right. I have some sort of bitch face. Ron's gonna disagree with me. <laughs> no, but it's just the contrast of how little you have to purchase your own drinks. I bought all of my drinks last weekend and then some. So sure, but you still also comment on the many nights where you don't. The night before that, I only spent six dollars and I was trashed. So yeah, uh-huh. but it was my birthday. No good, decent person is going to make me spend money on my birthday. I think it's because it's the bulge in your pants. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah. From your pistol. <laughs> Probably. That, that might terrify <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they all know I'm packing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so anyway, the girl's like, okay, well, I'll come out topless if she puts on my top. And then I go, all right. And the guys go, whoa, 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 because they don't want to make me do something. They think they think they're making me do something <laughs> I don't want to do. I was like, come on, let's do this. Stone is so, not in control of her own decisions. No, <laughs> no, you give me like ten shots and a couple of beers, and fuck, I'm done, right? <laughs> so I get to see, I get to see the girls' dressing room, which, by the way. This room would do that room justice. <laughs> I mean, nice. there is so much more space in here. I remember walking back there and going, well, it's part-time storage. Like, well, at least they've got like a nice mirror and some lights and stuff. <laughs> and everybody was so nice. So nice. For our viewers that don't know, I am 39 and I have naturally gray hair. I let that shit grow out like two or three years ago. I said, fuck it, tired of coloring it. Everybody loves it. And every girl there was like, oh my God, your hair is so pretty. Thanks, girl. 
I'm premature gray. <laughs> They're like, no way. I'm like, yes way. Runs in the family. Thanks. Um, so I, again, no, no inhibitions. Everything's See, out the window. Now, if if I were to go back in the dressing room, I don't think they would be so nice to me. Probably not. No. Although I would like to say, while I was changing, I had less clothes on than they did. The bouncer would be really nice to you. He he would he would handle me with care. Yeah. <laughs> he would be handled with care, yeah. Oh, yeah. especially at a strip club. Holy shit! Oh, yeah. He would throw me far enough yeah. to where I landed <laughs> under their plane. <laughs> now, if I, I remember correctly, when you were telling me the story originally, this strip club had a fairly um, aggressive name. Yes. Beef. Should I? <laughs> I, I was pretty much that's what I was alluding to. We Beef? were just talking about Beef. that place the other night. Oh yeah. <laughs> Seriously, just last weekend, my friends and I were talking about that place because I met a bartender named Angus and I'm like, guess where you Holy should be working? Shit. <laughs> shit you not. Dude. Shit you not. Yeah. So, what was the name of this fine establishment in case any of our listeners ever want to go? Uh, patronize them to brunswick georgia is yeah it's it? in brunswick it's called the red carpet lounge the red carpet the red lounge. Carpet. Mm-hmm. we oh, like to yeah. call it the dirty rug but it's really not all that dirty i've been to a worse strip club <laughs> this the, one actually wasn't half bad and tell us how you rug? know it's not that dirty is this where this happened are we in the same story we're in the same story okay yeah well, my yes. stories tend to diverge okay well, i have to give you three okay well stories. then the carpet you said the carpet was not that dirty how do you know no the no no, no, no. Was, okay oh no it wasn't the place in general wasn't that dirty <laughs> okay although i did realize the next day that that did have a strange odor my clothes had a horrible reek to them Wait, I the didn't next notice. day like the next morning like did you spend the night no 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 no, no. like Oh, I got a free it. t-shirt. They love me so much. They gave me a talent scout t-shirt. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I got every, we all got koozies. They bought us drinks, gave us koozies. I got a t-shirt because they all the love me. This is the friendliest little strip club. Well, all you got to do is put on a stripper's top. We're going to have to go. Yeah. Okay. They yeah. really are nice. Our first We're live make it. Our yeah. first live podcast will be, be from the from Dirty Rug. The yeah. Dirty Rug. <laughs> I'll show you pictures. I have one of the strippers on my Facebook. We're friends now. Holy or Biffles. I'm, not, yeah. I'm, I'm only half joking, by the way. Yeah. I'll go to Brunswick. I'll do it. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> I've been, but yeah, I've I, put been there. The, I put the top on. I come strutting out. And all of my friends are like, their jaws are on the floor. They, they could not believe I did this. And then they're feeling bad. They were like, oh, my God, we made her do this. I'm like, you didn't make me do anything. I took those shots. <laughs> you didn't make me do shit. No, no I'm shot. a grown-ass woman. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I'm the second oldest person in this group. You didn't make me do shit. <laughs> I don't but think everybody I've ever told me known. how beautiful my boobs were. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> you know, I, I have a very stressful job. And sometimes I don't take care of myself. But it's really nice to hear you're pretty sometimes. You know, validation in the most awkward of moments is still validation. Sure. That's what some wise man, I'm sure, said at some point and never wrote it down. But I just said it. I'm sure it's written down somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> On the back of the dirty rug yeah. napkin. On the yeah. back of a pack of matches from the dirty rug. <laughs> All right, so so you're 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 having your moment. Everything's going great. They thought they were going to get me on the pole, but I did not get on the pole. Well, now we got to go back. Can't have it all. <laughs> you, you were in no shape to get on the pole, were you? No, 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 yes, no. I didn't. Because so. we leave Gravity there. was not her friend yes. at this point. Ew, negative Ghost Rider. Um, I had Tom Brady legs that night. <laughs> so we go to leave, and my body is telling me, you've had enough to drink. You need you need carbs. You need to soak up some alcohol. You need some Waffle House in and your life. And there's a... 
Well, somebody said something about McDonald's. I was like, I need a Big Mac. I need a quarter pounder. I need something. I need I need some carbs. So there's a subway right across the corner. So one of the guys did the only smart thing he's ever done in his life, and he went and bought six-inch subs for everybody and chips. So I'm like, sweet. Call our Uber driver, because I've got her cell phone number now. She picks our drunk asses up to bring us back to the, the airport. We get in the plane. I remember on the way there, I was sober. And I remember to buckle up. Have, we have our little headsets on right. so we can hear each other right. talk, you know? I didn't do any of that shit on the way back. Fuck all that. I was just doing good to sit in the seat. I was like, I'm, I'm going to eat my sub. Yeah. So I eat my sub and I'm sitting there. I already had my chips. And I'm going, God, fucking, I'm going to throw up. But I can't throw up on this plane. Like, we can't pull over. There's nowhere to pull over. You're in the air. Yeah, there's so like, no, uh, no bringing no, no. the window down no, to air it out. So I'm sitting here. I'm like, all right. Don't even think about it. Like, you're just being drunk and stupid. You're not going to throw up. You're going to be. (laughs) (laughs) As intoxicated as I was, I managed to make the intelligent decision to reach for the empty potato chip bag that I brought on the plane with me because I ate all the chips on the Uber ride. You brought your own vomit bag. Yes. (laughs) So I reach for the bag and I am puking my guts out. And one of the other guys is going, the stripper's roofied stone, the stripper's roofied stone. (laughs) And then I passed out like drooling, like, you know, the rest of the flight back. And somebody obviously brought me home. But yeah, they had to carry me into, we went to our local bar to sober up. <laughs> and they had to carry me in. And everybody that worked there was like, oh my, this, nobody's ever seen me that drunk. Right. And they're all like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah. Drinking, drinking with friends. That's the way you do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I need to party more with you because usually uh, nights out around town don't involve a plane, you know, on my end. I mean, true, which I mean, and that happened. That was, let's see, that's been a little while since we did that. Yeah, that's been that's been a few months. It's been. (laughs) That's just my anytime more than five weeks. Anytime I hear anybody say it's been anything, it's a default brain mechanism. Is it a country song? It's been. Yeah, it's an alternative. Uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, I don't remember the rest of it. Bare naked ladies. Yeah, that's it. There we go. Uh, yeah. Which is apropos that. to what the fuck we were just talking about. That's right. Bare naked mm. ladies. Half just, naked lady. I just connected the dots. Yeah. Good I'm times. impressed. Good times. So that wasn't the place you face planted. <laughs> no, no, no. This place. That was. That was. That I was think my... this place was actually. I think the red carpet was a lot cleaner than where I face planted. So where you face planted, you were. I was at a local dive bar. It, yeah, I can't even call it a dive bar because dive bars are quaint. Yeah. <laughs> this place is This place is where dive trash. bars go to dive. It's disgusting. Oh, man. <laughs> so gross. What am I doing up here? I mean. It's the, the drinking hole. Yeah. Out where they've got the dance floor where sweethearts are supposed to get all, you know, cuddled together, there is a stripper pole. There are two stripper poles. Oh, I'm sorry. Two stripper poles. And then poles. in the back, there's a mechanical bull. Now I've not seen the mechanical bull in action, so I'm, I'm assuming it still works. Now they make the claim that this mechanical bull was featured in a film. Am I correct? Yeah, on that? I can't remember the film off the top of my head. I, I thought you, you had said it was Urban uh, Urban Cowboy. Urban Cowboy, that's yeah. right. They claim that. That probably isn't true. They like to claim things. You can say that with any mechanical bull anywhere. I mean, how sure. would you really know? Cowboy. Oh, okay. How yeah. would you really know? Yeah, you would but never no, this know. This place is excellent. Excellent people watching. 
excellent. Mm-hmm. Like, and I tell everybody that. Like, I used to be an advocate for not going to this place. I used to brag that I had never been there. And then one day I got drunk and somebody else was driving and I had no choice. I had to go. And I, I would beg to be left in another bar. I was like, just please just leave me here by myself. Like, I know everybody that works here. Like, it's okay. just, you can come pick me up later. Right, they're like, right. no, this, they're going to close before this other place closes. Like, you have to come with us. And I remember walking in just like with my hand over my eyes, like, I hope nobody knows me. I hope I don't, nobody recognizes me. I can't believe I'm here. Oh my God. Thank God nobody knew me that night. (laughs) The second time I went of my own volition because Colin Ray was playing. Of your own volition. Yes. (laughs) I I really wanted to hear Colin Ray. I grew up with his music and I was like, God, I want to see this guy. Like, so I, I toughed it out. And I mean, it really took some toughing out because to stay in that bar for that many hours. Oh, (laughs) it is so saturated with cigarette smoke that like I could not breathe. I was taking my shirt and putting it over my nose to try to get fresh air. And like I caught myself taking deep breaths. Like, are you my friends are like, are you okay? And I'm like, I can't fucking breathe in here, man. I can't see you. My (laughs) eyes are stinging. I'm like, I can't. Oh, I gotta. I can't wait till this is over. You know, a lot of places like that. Oh, so bad. Places like that. I mean, I went to college in a lot of places like that. I was just about to say this. This sounds like everywhere we went in college. Any bar from the borough. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And I was right there yes. in the middle of it, just yeah. Doo, doo, doo. And I had no problem with it then. Well, that's young lungs. It's small communities. That's I mean it. Yeah. They. That's usually where you can smoke in the bar. Mm-hmm. It's usually where you can smoke at your table when you're in a restaurant. You know, you're not going to see understand. that in any city anymore. No. I, but I know they they banned smoking in a lot of areas that serve food. Right. Except this place still serves food. They have to have a separate section. They but host, it, it doesn't stop the smoke. No, no, no. Just, they they yeah. host live events, and I think that's the uh, oh, the difference is because they do they, have yeah. live music. Yeah, but I think time. that's the loophole that you have to meet. Is well, that there's, a, have, there's loopholes, and the best though. loophole is knowing the inspector. Yes. Well, there's oh, well, of course, and being like, "That's my cousin Bob." That, yeah, that's yeah. my like, boy. He's been the inspector. Oh, for light him up, boys. I was going to say, years. and that's pretty legit. That's that's probably exactly how that works out. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Small towns are okay. Look. Until the city folk come down, we can get we can do whatever the fuck we want. But if somebody comes uh, from headquarters, uh, then we're fucked. But until then, we're not. So let her rip. <laughs> yeah, put the pole in the corner. We're a titty bar tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the way it is. Oh God, I miss the country. But you know what's funny is as as small and as somewhat backwards as this town is. I saw a trainee at that bar one night. Now, what was... Hey, equality. I shit you not. I was mm-hmm. shocked because, I mean... I mean, now, were they just being like a normal patron or were they like... Oh, no, he, no, he was a girl. Like, he was a girl. But was he just in there enjoying drinks? She... He was she, on the pole. She, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was a patron of the bar. She Well, she was a patron of the bar. And... She was there with some of her girlfriends, and they were all dancing around the pole. And it wasn't until later I was like, "That's a fucking dude." Like no. I knew she like I was like, "Dang, she's kind of she's tall," you know. <laughs> but I didn't think anything of it. One of my best friends I go out with, so like she's built just like her brother, and right, they're like right. fucking football players. Right. Like fucking when I used stack. to go, 
It was funny when we used to go out together because first everybody thought we were lesbians because we went everywhere together. Right. But like she was the one that looked tough and I was the one that talked shit, which I would totally back it up. But I mean, you know. So I didn't think anything about it that, okay, that girl's tall. Right. Whatever. Oh, she's, you know, she's got a nice muscular build. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, that's a dude. Okay, cool. Did the Adam's apple give it away? Fuck, I could have seen an apple, Adam's apple if I wanted to. (laughs) (laughs) You got a point. Yeah. Yeah. But see, I require a seatbelt when I go to that bar now. Because the last time I was there, and I don't even know what happened. I, did, I didn't think I'd had that much to drink, and obviously I stopped after her. Um, I just fucking fell out the stool, the bar stool. I was sitting there one second, the next second, I'm not. Just fucking face planted. Mm, yeah. And I just bounced right back up and hop in my seat. My friend's like, what the fuck just happened? Like, fuck, I don't know. I was going to ask you guys. Like, I have no clue. The table next to me is like looking at me, and I'm like. <laughs> and I kept asking everybody. It's like, dude, is my cheek scuffed up? Like, my, my cheek burns a little bit <laughs> they're like no you look fine i'm yeah. like okay cool well, i know i've got rug burn i can feel it on my knee but yeah yeah wow i, I showed jim the picture and his first comment was who'd she talk back to <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i said she's she'd be a fun party buddy <laughs> oh i know it's oh, for sure <laughs> yeah you're there not telling thing, me anything I, don't I have done at 39 that i never did in my 20s yeah ever in college I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> Even my coworker, when I came into work on Monday and I was like, look at my fucking face. Like, thank God I'm good at makeup, right? But I showed him a picture. because like a picture before I put my face on that morning. I was like, look at my face. And they were like, we may need to get you another job. You <laughs> this job is stressing you out so much that you have to go and drink and you come back looking like that. You will notice the older you get, the less a fuck you give. It's true. You will notice this. It's true. The because older not you get, once. you don't, I mean, you, you don't give a fuck. You're like, you know what? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's, it, it, you, you, you pick things around you, you know, and you, that you do care about and, uh, and that's it. Everything else you're just mm-hmm. like, I don't give a yeah, fuck. Cause, and, I, and I've realized I'm not going to make some stupid claim like, I'm not drinking again for a while. Right. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm not going out again for a while. Yep. Fuck that. No, yeah. I know myself well enough. I'm not well going enough. to this bar again. Yeah. Bah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there like, are no. two places for me to go out in town. I got I got to have something. Right. It's like, no, I know myself well enough. I've lived in this body uh, long enough. There's no reason to make unrealistic expectations. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Why yeah, would I show myself? And I would like to say, I know I can do it. If I thought I needed an intervention bad enough, because I, when I was in college, I remember I gave up drinking during Lent. How the fuck did you do that in the borough? I fuck if I know. I don't know. It's That's a miracle. But I did. But it was only during Lent. So, I mean, like, I knew there was an end to it. Lent, to me, was something that was just in everybody's belly button in yeah. the borough. Like, there was no <laughs> restrictions. I mean, good God. Yeah. The, the things that happened in the borough. That I don't remember. No, but, you know, kind of going off what you just said, I've done things in my 30s that, I never did in my twenties. I feel kind of the same, especially a few years back. I had the most stressful job that I've ever had, not comparing it to whatever anybody else did, but that was my, probably my peak drinking year of my life, including college. Cause I was so stressed out at all times. I was just miserable and just, drinking the year away before finally i was like 
I'm not 22 anymore. Because my body was not being like, hey, cool, we're back. I remember no, this. It took me all weekend to recover from Friday. Yeah. Like, I could barely move. My knees still hurt from where I fell. Right. Still. Yeah. And I'm finally getting to where, like, I can sit down for a while and get up, and it doesn't take me a second. Yeah, you might have fucked some shit up in there. I, I really mean, you, think I did. Like, have. I really think I fucked some shit your, up. Your because, knees like, are, are really... Even on, let's see, today, we're on Friday, and this happened This happened last Friday. So, Tuesday or Wednesday, you could just barely touch my knee, and I'd be like, fuck, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, you probably tore some, at least tore some cartilage or something in there. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's it's no fun. Knees are no fun. Believe me, I know. I've got two of the worst knees there are. All right. Well, I can't wait to go in and get X-rays on those. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you want to? Okay, so we started you go with to the church plane. every Sunday. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was a horse riding accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, so where do you want me to start? Uh, there was a plane, some Brunswick. Some, I'm, I I made some stew. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i've noticed uh even if i halfway attempt to try to act like i'm still in my 20s my body just goes yeah no nah, dude Mm-mm. we're not in this business no more we're gonna shut you down way early and uh yeah getting old sucks it yeah. does I, I don't know anybody that's like no getting old fucking rules dude shit doesn't work and things mm-hmm. hurt and uh it's a great time great time but that's that's life canceling you. You know, life is a, uh, what do they say? I guess to be most bleak is life is a death sentence. And nobody's getting out of this thing alive. So, yeah, if you have an opportunity to hop on a plane and go show your tits, fucking go do that shit. That's, <laughs> do it. That's, that's what we call here in the South living. L-I-V-I-N. That's the only benefit to gaining, gaining 30 pounds. You get great boobs out of it. You're telling me I'm I'm working on a pair myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, I I know the point you're making, although I don't think anybody's ever going to pay to see my pair. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, when when we all agree, Arona, we all agree. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm well. sagging like I have had kids. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh God. I'm just trying to think how the fuck I'm going to bridge what the, what just happened here and into our next story, which is our main story. And that is uh, talking about more badass bitches doing more badass shit. Except this wasn't even badass. It was just like an overreaction to something kind of mediocre. It'd be the well, it's free speech. It's that's what we were talking about to begin with. You know, yeah. this is a free speech story. This is yeah. First and foremost, this is a free speech podcast. If you're not willing to use your words in the most ridiculous and fantastic ways possible, then there's no point in even saying you're a champion of free speech. Because to me, free speech is saying the things that a lack of free speech would want to prevent. Right. It's discourse. I mean, that's what it's, it's, you know, it's like if you live in a country where you have free speech. You should be able to say anything you want to say without any repercussions to your job, to your your livelihood, yeah. to anything, even people voting for you. You know, Trump said some of the most outrageous shit I've ever heard and won. And it was because, it, well, you know, we've gone through this as, 
He's not a politician. All everybody was voting against was the establishment, you know? Not to mention, and, sure. a lot of the shit he said and, was fucking hilarious. Well, yes, he did. He said some very, he was very, uh, he was funny. Yeah. He was entertaining Him at, busting at all of his rallies. It was, all of his rallies were basically like a- Two-hour stand-up shows. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. It was a stand-up. That's what it was. It was like a stand-up thing. It was an just, open mic. Yeah. And, and nobody was the, pulling him off. But he just went around the country and, and was just, and would make up some of the most Elizabeth crazy Warren, shit. Pocahontas, yeah. the bad one. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, but, but I'm just saying he would- I mean, fuck it. The most ridiculous shit he would say, yeah. but he won. And the reason that he won was because of the ridiculous shit he was saying. He was, people were like, this guy's not a politician. He there's was nothing- roasted on Comedy Central exactly. for an hour. Yeah. There's this no- guy clearly is not in the same realm yeah, as what, establishment. We, uh, what right. we are used to placing politicians in. Therefore, the people that were used to seeing him be, uh, deprecating and also being like snide and shooting back at people saying like pocahontas the bad kind right i'm talking about elizabeth warren right, right. we saw that immediately as a sense of humor Funny, yeah. and he's cutting through the bullshit you're not going to get the bullshit from me we're just going to fucking laugh our way to the white house right but the people that didn't see that side of him and that was how they were introduced to him was he went from the apprentice to all of a sudden the guy saying Pocahontas the bad kind. It was like, this guy is terrible for our country. And it's like, okay, well, chill out there, Mildred. Right, right. We're, yeah. we're, we're, we're not really serious in this instance. But anyway, I'm sorry, I kind of But But in. no, that's what I'm saying. And, and he was... He was all about free speech, man. He said, Twitter, yeah. if it wasn't for Twitter, Donald Trump would not... We wouldn't be talking about him right now. Yeah. If it wasn't, if it was not for Twitter. And so him being able to say whatever the fuck popped into his crazy head in the middle of the night and him having the whole globe right there at his, at his little fingertips, yep. you know, mm-hmm. bypassing all the media, which, you know, we talked about this before. That's just totally pissed them off. They will not you know, allow they, that. Yeah. They, they will not I mean, let you get was, away. That with, was what made the media so mad was he was bypassing yeah. all of them. Yeah, You cannot and, be in control of your own message. Right. The and, media does not like it. And so I think he, he bypassed the spell check on there a couple of times. He too. brought the free speech thing. He <laughs> brought the free speech thing Bad up to a, to a level that it's never been brought to before. And this impeachment trial is the, uh, as much as I hate to say it, is the biggest bellwether abuse? for free speech. This is a bellwether for free speech. The, the people if, arguing against Trump right now are conducting the biggest abuse attempted abuse on free speech in my lifetime Mm -hmm. because if they if they set the precedent that for what they are arguing they're slitting their own throats because they're now making the word fight something that you cannot say in the political realm right and free speech to me the whole reason why the first amendment exists is so that you can say all of the reprehensible things that you're not supposed yeah. to say. Yeah, getting back to Larry Flint, same thing. Yeah, yeah. See, he he wanted to show the most reprehensible fucking visual shit that anybody's ever seen in this country, and and call it art. Yeah, because you know he said 
a, a woman's naked body is art, you know, and who can argue with that? You yeah. know, there's not a man on the Supreme Court, obviously, that could argue with that because yeah. he won his Supreme Court case. So it, it, when you start labeling things as um, just taboo, taboo to say this because off limits right yeah. right because you're in this what the fuck what are we even what's the what is the whole idea of free speech is you saying know? the unpopular thing that out is, loud that's exactly Making what it people is people uncomfortable yes that discourse that's what it is it's, 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 it's not a difficult concept and any any level of attrition against it i shit on double bird up in the air fuck you i don't even give a fuck what the argument is well no very bad things happen but i don't care i don't fucking care i don't care how bad it is because once you start you know wedging your way in between people and what they can say first of all there's no end of where that will go right, it's only right. a matter of what's comfortable and if i'm not comfortable then therefore you can't say it right and now What's going to happen from that is once there's precedent set, now there's enforcement of that. Right. Yeah. Now you're introducing force right. and violence against peaceful right. people for words they say. Exactly. I'm fucking sorry, but uh, where has that ever worked out well for anyone ever in the history of all time? The answer is never, ever, never going to happen. Um, you don't have the right to not be offended in this country. And in the best version of a free state, that is to be expected. Well, I, I will say this, getting back to the free speech thing. Um, I do believe there should be some responsibility with it. And I said this before. Uh, I, I don't think the president of the United States should be able to rile people up to a point and then just walk away. I don't believe I, I I just don't. That's and I not disagree. A, I, I say but, you I, should I, absolutely. I'm just saying it you, is you a, have a right to be an asshole. Yes, you do. You have the right to it's do it. Just but just not, because this is my it's the, not advised. Yes, that's that's my point. Yeah. It, just because you have the right to do something does not mean you should do it. Yeah, it's not working it's out not, well for him. Right. He's off yeah, Twitter. It's not. He's exactly. he's secluded. He is a nobody. Now. Right. So it didn't work out for him. Right. However. I will fight till the day I die for your right to be an asshole. Yes, no, he. Can, I don't. I, I, I will too. I yes. don't want anybody to ever enact rules, laws, or guidelines against what he said. Now, as far as the riling up and he, you know, all of that. As far as what happened on the sixth, I think you remove Trump from that situation entirely. The same thing still ends up happening. Because there were already so many things in motion well before he ever took the stage where that was going to happen. That was something that was pre-planned and agitated. Now, me, being the conspiracy guy that I am, I think it was necessary and something that people not only allowed to happen, but engineered to happen. There there were obvious, obvious uh, bad characters in the crowd that were spurring and you know yes. edging the yes. people on way away from where the uh, speech was happening. Trump 
Trump is his own worst enemy by the words that he chooses. Obviously. However, you remove Trump. If he doesn't even sh- if he doesn't show up to that rally, they're still storming the Capitol. Sure. And you can still blame it on Trump. Oh, well, he built them up to to speak and he didn't speak, so he pissed off the crowd and whatever actions they take now falls back on Trump. I am so not on board with somebody's actions or words are now the sole uh thing that I'm going to put the whole bit of responsibility on for what other people do. I will never get on that. All path. Trump had to do uh for what happened to actually happen on the 6th was invite his supporters to come up to DC. That's all he had to do with the with how everything was going at the time with the national temp on how everyone was feeling about being isolated and the fact that we just came out of uh, a very, as far as the rights concern, con- contested election. I mean, everything that was going around, going on during that point in time, fed this happening. You don't need Trump saying anything to cause what happened on the sixth. That's why I think this is complete total bullshit. I, I think you tr- you take Trump out of the equation, same thing happens. They were dropping bombs off the night before. There were federal agents, in my opinion, allegedly, but to me, clear as fucking day, in the crowd the night before, and there the day after, as the crowd was starting to move towards the Capitol, saying, we are storming the Capitol, we are going in this motherfucker. And half the crowd, especially the night before, was saying, fuck that. We've already gone through the, the, the Capitol breakdown day, and and what I feel that kind of broke the camel's back when they uh, when they finally made that decision, I think it was half them being invited in. The other half was they saw very thin line of resistance, and they looked around and saying, "We can get in this motherfucker." Um, and plus, all the calls, even even from the 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 now chief of the Capitol Police, coming out and saying, "We knew that we were going to have a large crowd." that had a propensity for violence coming to D.C. We knew it weeks in advance. We knew that there were white nationalists, uh, agitators, and anarchists. We knew who was coming, and we knew what they fucking wanted to do. Well, and it didn't help that the president had been telling everybody for a year if he didn't win, the election was rigged. Sure. I mean, that you know, so to say Donald Trump, you, you can't take Donald Trump out of this. Dude, Donald Trump, it's all about Trump. Uh, but once it got to once it got to the six, no, it's not about Trump anymore. No, it's not. But it's not like but, that was rhetorically off brands for him. Uh, no, I know that's, what, that's what I'm saying. saying. Yeah, He's, yeah. yeah, all I'm saying it's, is if they're the whole the whole thing that they're trying to charge him on is incitement. Yes, it's not there. No, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not there. He incited Dick. Um, but if they get what they want, my whole point is if they get what they want, what that will do negatively towards free speech well it w- will be so bad well that's why they won't get what they want that it's it's not going to happen and that's He's fine. not going to be impeached and, and, and yeah. I, I agree with you that's probably not going to happen yeah but that thought is now out there it's been yeah yes and just like you been said planning. stone you know uh, where where you see in the censorship and you know the self-censorship and you shouldn't and the younger kids that don't know any different they've grown up in this 
PC woke bullshit where words viol- or words are violence and silence is violence and whiteness is violence and everything about anything, even if you do nothing, is bad. And everybody gets a trophy. Except if you're one of these bad things or whatever. Yeah, then you get your trophy taken away. Yeah, we are no longer a meritocracy. We are, we are, uh, 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 we are making, up, making it up as we go along. Right. Uh, we almost like want to just divulge back into not knowing shit about fuck and just figuring it out all over again. Because the lessons that we've already learned to this point are now null and void because they've only benefited people that has benefited. And apparently anybody getting any benefit is bad. Fuck these fucks. It's still very interesting to me, though, and I I am a slight bit intrigued by the fact that the generation coming up now, they keep on talking about how conservative uh, they are in comparison to previous generations. Like, this is the first generation that they can recall that the new generation is more conservative than all of the other generations prior to it, pretty much. I don't know if I would say all of it, but if you're just looking from millennial to Zoomer, Zoomers are way more pushing away from the millennial woke bullshit. Yes, they are. That's mm-hmm. a fact. Yeah, yeah, the, the America First movement yeah. was started by Zoomers, like Nick yeah. Quintez and Ali, whatever his name is. These are young people. No, it's the millennials, dude. The millennials are fucking everything up. Yep. They yeah. are fucking up everything. And yeah, because they've been coddled to say, I, you know, I want you to have the best life ever, which is a nice idea to have. But there's a saying, hard times make strong men, good times make weak men. We've been in good times for a very long time that everybody's weak ass bitches. And now we're seeing just a slight stress in the form of hard times. And you're about to see a lot more strong men come out. And these weak ass bitches are going to be so fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the millennials are, like I said, they're scary, man. They, they they're a support me. group. They need support so that they can just tolerate what's happening around them because they need their safe space. And that's aggro, man. And if you don't say anything that fully matches with what I think, you're being aggressive towards me. And I got to cancel you, even if you're a chick. Because <laughs> fuck that. Well, you were you were playing a documentary uh, last weekend that um, you know had a lot of very far right people on it, and something that I really appreciated from one of the people that was extremely far right is he basically said, "Don't you want to have the ability to know I'm a piece of shit?" I mean, our our language at this point in time, we are dumbing everyone down to a point that you have no idea who anyone is anymore. Yeah. Don't you want the ability to know that I'm I'm a dickhead? Well, and this guy was a natural shit poster. He was a troll. Yeah. He was like a self-described troll. He was like, no, I'm going out there and I'm saying the most ridiculous shit because I know it's going to get a reaction because the world right now is so nerfed that that's missing and- you're going to be exposed to this at some point. I might as well be that shithead out there that's shaking shit up. And it's like, okay, well, again, like I said earlier, you have a right to be an asshole, but you know, you should probably strive not to be one because sure. it's not really a, a facet that is uh, championed by any decent civilization. You know, you're not really necessary, but you are necessary when there's a complete total lack of that side. And when you shut out a side, uh, the voices that come through from that side are going to be more extreme. That's just a natural result of things. Um, so let's get into it. The big story of the fucking week. 
the cancellation of Gina Carano, who apparently is an actress in The Mandalorian, the Mandalorian yes. on Disney+. Plus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very good series. And um, I've only seen a few episodes from the first season, then I just stopped because there's too many fucking things to keep up with these days. And I've, there's too many platforms that I'm paying for, and I'm just like, I can't. I I do work, and I have other interests, and I, I can't follow fucking everything. Just can't do it. But I hear it's a good show. Yeah, it is. Very good. Well, she's apparently had a, a history of being provocative, and I'll get into this. I have a timeline that I want to go through that built up to this point. But what got her finally booted, uh, I, I guess I would say for good, but at least just from the Mandalorian project, was... This is being reported very disingenuously by a lot of people saying that she wrote a post and she was expressing, you know, certain views. None it's the, an oversimplification. None is of what those are doing. true. Yeah. She didn't type anything. Yeah. She just shared something. She shared mm-hmm. a post from Warrior Priest Jim podcast. It's on her Instagram page. And that post reads as follows. If you're not aware of this, you know, I love you because I I wish that I could be <laughs> so not aware of this level of bullshit that's right, going on. Right. But this post reads as follows. Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even children. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? And then underneath, there's a picture of a woman running through the streets with her nose bloody and children chasing her. Obviously from uh, Nazi Germany era. And that was enough to say, that's it, you're fired. And she wasn't really fired for the post, she was fired from the backlash of the post. This desire to ruin anybody that espouses something that someone else deems as offensive. And that's why I said earlier, you do not have the right to not be offended. It's all because of knee-jerk reaction. If you actually read behind what she said, it's a supposition. She's just asking, okay, well, these two things, line them up. How are they any different from one another? It's not it's not Nazi sympathizing, and it's not directly relating one to the other. It's more or less, how did we get from point A to point B? Yeah, and I've seen people, even friends of mine, you know, say, fuck Gina, and fuck anybody that compares cancel culture to the Holocaust. And it's like, I mean, I hear you, but you're you're wrong. You're mm-hmm. just flat out fucking wrong. She didn't do that. She didn't do anything. And the post that she shared didn't do that. What it said is literally what it fucking said. And that was, there's been so many comparisons over the last, well, since Trump came into prominence, there's been so many, I I think, stupid, completely ignorant comparisons about 
This guy's literally Hitler. Right, right. This side is acting like the Nazis. Right. Everything that we don't like, and I'm using the proverbial we in this country over the last five, six years, anything we don't like, immediate Nazis. Right. Immediate Hitler. Well, newsflash fuck faces. There were things that happened over the course of human history that were actually far fucking worse than Hitler and the Nazis. The biggest one is communism. Racked up hundreds of millions of deaths. Deaths. Nazis famously have six million and in one certain area that is a no-go zone. I can't even mention it because we'll probably get canceled. They also killed a shitload more people in normal warfare and other atrocious acts. Mm -hmm. But if we were actually looking at who killed the most people or who's responsible for the most deaths, the Nazis come like way back and, you know, they're B team level. But because we've been raised with this idea that Nazis are the worst possible thing that's ever existed. And I'm not saying they're good. I'm not even arguing that they're not absolutely fucking pure evil that existed on this planet at one time. Right. But that has now been deemed the most evil that you can possibly be, which is okay, fine. We'll work within that parameter. But it's gotten so watered down that if I just don't like what you say, or if I just don't think that you're on board enough with what I want to say, you're racist, which then means you're a white supremacist, which naturally falls into you're Nazi. You're basically Hitler. If I disagree with you, you're Hitler. So because there's been so many just ridiculous comparisons using Hitler and Nazis, she said, or she shared a post that just turned that on its face. Yeah. And said, if we're going to work within this it's parameter, hate. it's hate. Yeah, if, it's if, we're, if we're going to work within this parameter that we're comparing things to Nazis, right. what we're seeing right now with neighbors turning Hating against neighbors other, and, and citizens turning against citizens strictly, and this is fucking true, strictly on political lines mm-hmm. and you're, you're attacking people, you're beating them up, you're shooting them, you're killing them, you're taking their job away, you're taking away their ability to pursue life, liberty, and and enjoy the pursuit of happiness, then what's so different from what we're doing now and what was going on then? That's all. Yeah, that's well, what the, the post was saying. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's fucking it. Yeah. So so I, the, the I can't left, get on board with the fuck Gina crowd. The left is able to make these claims with with impunity. They're not they're never they can make that point and sure people will jump on them, but they're not being canceled. They're not losing their jobs. Nothing's happening to anyone on the left when they make those comparisons. But this person that wants to make a cause and effect argument is all of a sudden, uh, I mean, her, she loses her job. She, I don't know if she lost her representation, but I would not be surprised if that occurred. She got a movie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Jim, you made the point, and you're absolutely 100% correct. She's not going to be hurting from this. No, definitely not. No. This will help her. This will only help her mm-hmm. because this is this is the thing. We're at a and and we were talking about this with the impeachment. The impeachment is the catalyst of free speech right now. What happens with her? Because there's a lot of eyes on her right now. Because there's a lot of people that like The Mandalorian. That's yeah. what it is. The Mandalorian is a huge fucking show. I mean, with kids, with adults, with grandmas, grandmas. I've seen the demographic. It's insane. 
So when you're fucking with a character like that, it's almost like fucking canceling C-3PO or hmm. canceling R2-D2 because, you know, they beeped the wrong way. Well, it's... And in, 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 in the same timeline, dealing with the same company, Disney... Disney Plus, and, yes. And, and, and provocative posts. Right. You have Jack Morrissey, a producer with yes. Disney, yep. sharing uh, pictures of someone getting shoved in a wood chipper, and he's talking about, you know, shoving Trump supporters in. You know, the ki- the children scream, but MAGA hats go in first. And then you have another star from that same show, The Mandalorian. I forget his name. Uh, where he's been sharing pictures of kids in cages that's not even in fucking America. Right, right. And comparing it to Nazi Germany, where the Jews were actually in the Holocaust. Right, right. And saying they're they're the same. Right. They're not fired. They're still employed. Mm-hmm. And they're being lauded as, these are our representatives. Yeah. So this falls back into just the total hypocrisy based on, well, she's getting canceled. Let's just cut through the bullshit. It has dick to do with her posts. And I'm going to go through and read some of her posts as soon as I'm done talking that led up to this. It has nothing to do with what she posted or what she supported or didn't support. It has everything to do with the fact that she's not in their political ideology. Right. Mm -hmm. We're, we're ruining or we're attempting to ruin people's lives based on their political political beliefs. beliefs. And, And, And it's, it's like, it's just like the whole communist thing. Back in the back in the day, you know, when they were, are you are you now, or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? You know, and they would put people in prison in the United States, you know, for for believing that that the the, the way the United States was running was, but that it's not it's not against the law to be a communist in this country. No. It's not against the law to be a socialist. No. It's not against the law to be An a right wing conservative. Yeah. It's it's not that's not against the law. And I, I, yeah, I compare this to that, to that whole communism thing back in the 40s and 50s, you know, when they were fucking just, I mean, rooting people out. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Holly, big Hollywood yeah. elite people that they were just completely taking them out because they were associated with the Communist Party or whatever. Yeah. And it was it is just that they just believed in a different system. And it's not they weren't trying to take over the government. As communists, they weren't trying. They weren't doing any of that. It was just because they believed that things should go a different way. And if you if you go down that line, which is where we're headed again, that's this right here is the same as that. It's the same as telling somebody that they can't they can't have a communist belief in this country without going to prison. Yeah, you can't have a belief of Buddhism without going to prison. Whatever it is, that it opens the door. To it, just insane shit. Well, this is just what you see in totalitarianism, right? Now, whether it's socialism, Marxism, communism, whatever you want to put on it, to me, that's sure, fine, all well and good. But what you're seeing practiced now out in the open is totalitarianism, right? Mm -hmm. And I've always said this: you can vote your way into socialism and communism, but you got to shoot your way out. As long as we have the idea of free and fair elections and democratic, you know, principles, you don't have to worry about that. Right. But once private, again, private companies 
which are all globalist corporations that are working hand in hand with other governments, not even our own. They're kind of like infidels. Um, <laughs> but when they start enacting the policies that benefit foreign countries and their ideologies on our land, I see that, well, dare I say, as an act of war. Now, this isn't a sense of war as in get the tanks and start shooting people, but it's the war of, oh, you war of attention. I'm not going to give you any more attention. Right. And I'm not going to give you any more money. Right. You're free to do that. You're free to cancel whatever the fuck you want. I'm not saying that they should, new laws should be enacted where you can't fire somebody uh, for not sharing the views that you want your employees to have. I think it's a shitty way to run a company. Yeah. But I would, I would still fight till my death to make sure that no laws prevent you from doing that. Mm-hmm. I just won't take part. I'll show my displeasure by just not going out and taking to the fucking streets and being a goddamn douchebag, you know, blocking traffic. I'm just not going to patronize you anymore. Right. And I'm just going to pay you no mind. Right. You know, I think this country would be so much better if we dealt with people that we dislike in that way. Pay them no attention. Yeah. Don't feed the trolls. Right. Don't platform people that you are claiming you don't like. Well, that's impossible now because everybody's got a fucking phone because in Because everybody hand. thinks they matter. Yes. Because mm-hmm. everybody thinks that everybody's opinion has equal weight. That's well, it. Here's, yeah. here, I'm, I'm here to tell you, you don't matter. There. Deal with that. Yeah. You never have. You're, as, you're just as important and you're just as not important as I am. Yep. Congratulations. Oh, you're, you're a, a human. You're a battery. Yeah. So maybe, <laughs> maybe use your time on this planet not to ruin other people's time on this planet. Just shut the fuck up and don't deal with people that you don't like. You have the freedom to do that, too. Yep. So let people be the assholes that they strive to be and don't let it ruin your life by not paying attention to theirs. That's also an option that seems to get left out of this entire fucking equation. Nobody has effect over you any more than the... Um, you, you have to give them permission to fuck you up that much. I'm sorry. There is a, a, a level of um, where people need to take more ownership of their feelings. And the fact is, no one does anything to you with words. It's not possible unless you give them the ability to do something to you with their words. Yeah, this is shit that used to get figured out like on the playground in elementary school. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like that guy. Well, they don't play with him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no one see, ever that's, said that's the thing. That's that's the thing that's impossible now. Though is they need is to have equal time yes. on the monkey bar. Uh, no, uh, go it. go on the swing set. Let him have the monkey bar. I agree. I agree. Com- Fucking Christ. I agree completely. But we're so locked into social media and. People are so fucking stupid now. It is. It it amazes me how how much time. And even I do it. I find myself doing it during the day. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll go on Facebook and roll through the feeds, and then after about maybe a minute or two, I'm thinking to myself, "What the fuck am I doing? I don't give a shit about any of this. Uh, uh, none of this is paying my bills, yeah. you know." And I turn my shit off, and I go back in and start working. And I'm I'm like. But there's so many people that don't do that. They yeah. don't. They don't turn the shit off and get back. They're on it. I mean, constantly. And when you're in that world, when you're in your own little fucking bubble of people, you know. And and like I said, there's thousands of little bubbles of people 
all around the whole fucking country mm. or for that matter the globe and yeah. and all of those people are rubbing up against each other all of those groups all of those tribal groups are rubbing up against each other when you keep rubbing up against each other like that it's gonna turn into this whole ca- cancel culture shit is probably gonna turn into major major violence i mean yeah if, it, if we keep going down this road yes, yes tell me gonna, where the peaceful resolution right is. yeah there's there no, is there's no peaceful no. Yeah. now i'll say this every, you know and it's it is not wrong to shit on social media but i there's a way to look at social media i think i think it's just too it's been done too much and it's too simple to just say social media is ruining everything i agree with you but i want to take it a, another direction I think something that we can probably all agree with fundamentally about social media is everyone has free access to it. Yes. And that's, that goes to what you were saying as far as like you have all these groups just bumping up against right, each other. Right, right. It's because there's no, there's no boundaries saying this is where we are. This is what we do. You stay the fuck out. Right. If you don't want to be part of what we're doing here, there's no velvet rope. There's no wall. There's no nothing where I've seen that it works out perfectly and what I've seen a lot of like podcasters and, and media personas do is they say, no, if you want access to what I want to talk about, you got to you gotta come behind my paywall. Put it behind the paywall. And yeah. I'm the one that's going to kick anybody the fuck out that doesn't follow my rules. It's kind of like a private company, bro, right, or right. like a restaurant or a club where you go, no, we're charging $200 a head at the door. Well, I can't afford that. You're not the type of person I want in my club. Right. I'm establishing my own echo chamber. Right. I'm establishing my own environment of other people that I choose to be around. There's not an open door where just everybody can flood in and enjoy what I have to fucking offer. I think that that's where we've totally missed the point on this social media thing is, is when there's no barrier to entry and anybody can come in, you're going to get nothing but friction, nothing but complaining, nothing but problems and nothing but violence yep. and nothing but just pe- people that should never interact with each other, especially not ever meeting each other, having that ability to interact with each other. This is what you should expect when you have people with very different ideals, very different morals, very different everything. And you put them all in a room. What the fuck do you think is going to happen? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. That's it. And where that starts to get solved is when you start to separate the different groups that think very differently because they can't, they just can't be together. That's it sounds bad. It sounds like, "Oh my god, you're putting borders on the internet?" I'm against borders because I've been told that borders are bad because uh, it works. They fucking work. They they create peace. That's why there's walls on your houses. That's why there's neighborhoods with no, you have to be able to afford this level of house to live in here because right. we don't want other people that aren't going to be anything like us coming in trying to tell us how to fucking live our lives. I want to be around. Everybody self-secludes. Everybody wants to be around people that are like them, think like them, um, speak like them. Every It's a natural human component. Forcing that, again, you know, or, or forcing people to not be like that is where you get this friction. And guess mm-hmm. what? People aren't going to figure it out on their own. They're just going to they're just going to get further entrenched into their own fucking ideals and fight harder. And it that, further that if, doesn't lead to peace by the way. It people. further illustrates how little people want unity. Unity to me that that's the funniest thing about 
uh, the message that is being pumped up by the left is we want unity. No, you don't. You want conformity. And because in order for unity to actually take place, there has to be a level of acceptance of things that you don't actually support. It's still allowing people to have their own points of view, but understanding that you diverge, but still caring and understanding and loving regardless of that. We're still in the same boat. We're still supportive of one another. That's unity. But no, if you want to make this a, a message of we all need to act a certain way and we need to, you know, everything has to be just so, that that's just conformity. Yeah, and to take it into a real world form, like, like Stone, if you were to walk into a place that's charging $100 a head to get in and you did what you did at the Dirty Rug, would they or would they have not kicked you the fuck out? They probably would have. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it wasn't acceptable there. Now, if you kicked and screamed outside of the $100 a head club and said, well, I did this at this other place that sells alcohol, what's the difference? They would say, we don't give a fuck. These are our rules. Go do that somewhere else. Or vice versa. If all of a sudden you had the $100 a head club snooty fucking twat faces coming down trying to fucking, <laughs> you know, Where's the sushi? By the way, never eat sushi at a strip club. Yeah. Don't do that. Oh, yeah. how, how quickly would they be ostracized from that environment? People naturally set up areas where they want to be with like-minded people to do like-minded shit. It's not the biggest fucking brain explosion in the world. So I just, I just wanted to say that because that's the longest fucking rant I think I've ever had. But you, you basically got me on that when you said... You got all these groups frictioning yeah, up on social media. Yeah. And I was like, it's mm-hmm. it's only in the parts of the internet where everyone's allowed to interact. Where you don't have that is behind which paywalls. Is, well, I know, but which is the majority of the internet. I, I mean, that's, the, that's I, the whole I thing. I agree. I agree. That's, that's it, the it's, thing. It's just like when you're out on traffic. Yeah. You don't yeah. know who the fuck is driving next to yeah. you, yeah. but you know what you're cut off from them by? A fucking car where you can't hear them. Where whatever the fuck they are playing in their car... No, I agree. ...isn't making I, it in your I, car. I agree, I know. It's... You're not being fucked up by their bullshit. They're not being fucked up by your shit. I'm, I'm making a point here, which is a little bit controversial, but everybody in the back of their fucking head knows it's true. If you, if you went and interacted with everybody, you would have to be such a non-interesting person with no opinions whatsoever to be able to get along with everybody. Yeah. Now, what level of fucking life is that what level of freedom is that mm-hmm. it's not it's not so gina carano did the lowest form of expression and that was sharing somebody else's story and that was enough to get her fired because that's the bitch-ass nature that we live in now now well, but as you stated that's not the first yeah, offense shit yep yeah now you were reading my mind now there is a timeline that has been documented by the independent, which is a, let's just say not right wing, uh, journalistic outlet. And I'll link this in the show notes, but they did a little write up after she got canceled. And there's uh, there's a few paragraphs, but I'm going to skip those. It's all introductory bullshit. So here we go. They write, This is not the first time Carano has sparked controversy with her comments with the hashtag 
Fire Gina Carano trending on social media on and off since the summer of 2020. Below, we've put together a timeline of the actor's comments leading up to this week's fallout. August 2020. Carano did not show support for Black Lives Matter online. When the actor was asked to show her support for BLM on social media, she decided not to, leading some to accuse her of racism. Just Let's just read that one more time. She was asked to show her support for BLM on social media. Like, that fucking matters. Mm -hmm. She decided not to. She made a choice. No, don't want to. Some, (laughs) this led to some to accuse her of racism. Strike one. Read that whole thing again, and I'm going to tell you the part that bothers me. (laughs) In August 2020, Carano did not show support for Black Lives Matter online. When the actor was asked to show her support... For BLM on social media, she decided not to. Right there. She decided not to. Not good enough. Now, no. No, I'm 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 just going to go with this. Okay. What if she didn't even see the fucking post? What if she didn't even see Well, no, no, no. no. Somebody saying, came to her and said, "Will you please post something in support of BLM?" Uh, well, and she said, "No, I don't want to." No. Well, there you go. There's nothing wrong with that. I I know. She what? responded by saying, in my experience, screaming at someone that they are a racist when they are indeed not a racist, and any post and or research you do will show will show you those exact facts, then I'm sorry. These people are not educators. They are cowards and bullies. Well, I mean, you've seen, uh, I don't I know do, if we've I'm, all here. I'm wondering where she's wrong yet. Yeah. I don't know if we all here have seen the movie Higher Learning. Mm-hmm. Which, sure, it, <laughs> it's one of those movies that is, in, in many ways, fairly oversimplistic. And yes, it is a Spike Lee joint. So you kind of go into <laughs> it knowing what you're getting yourself into. But one of the main messages that they make is that a community of college students became so acidic towards someone who uh, prior to was not exactly a very racist person was indoctrinated by the level of hate that he experienced into the movement. And that's the kind of thing that I don't think people are granting enough credence within all of this and she's making that point exactly right there that you are uh creating racists out of otherwise non-racist individuals yeah i mean it'd be one thing if it's like cool bro you go do you i'm gonna go do me Mm -hmm. and we're both just gonna be totally fine is it it it's not that yeah the whole idea of cancel culture is no we must ruin you you are no longer able to go Pursue the things you want because we will track you down. We will stay with you and we will hound you and we will call you out for the bigot that you are every day until you apologize. And by the way, obviously, uh, spoiler alert, even when you apologize, still not good enough because now you just proved that we were right, that you're a bigot. Mm -hmm. We must ruin those that are not on our side. And by the way, we're the side that doesn't have any guns until recently, but we still know how to shoot them. And we're poking the side that has all the guns because we're really fucking stupid. Like I said, cancel culture. Does it have a glorious, peaceful end at, at you know at the end of their road? No, it doesn't. It has a very 
very bad ending. And either they're too stupid to know it, or they think somebody's going to come in to save them. And I don't know which one would be bloodier. What's most scary to me, though, is there was a time that we were able to call out context. When, you know, whenever somebody got in trouble for saying something, we could call out, hey, you know, the context of the situation was blah, blah, blah. Now, context doesn't even fucking matter. Do you think that they even teach context clues in school anymore? (laughs) I shudder to think of what they they teach in school. I think what they teach in uh, lit classes is just read the headline. Yeah. Just read the headline and write me a... A 240-character response. Yeah. And make sure to use a wicked hashtag at the end. Because apparently everything you need to know is in the headline. It's not like people are well, bringing you... Well, they wouldn't you. have headlines unless yeah. they wanted to tell you what was in the article, Arona. Of I mean, course not. Why yeah. would they go through this trouble writing all these additional words? Obviously, they're just bored. Headlines are everything. Yeah. Headlines are bay. Yeah, well, you know. Did I just hashtag 2011? <laughs> Man, I'm old as fuck. No, you know, headlines used to be about the content of the article that you're writing. Now, all a headline is is really telling you what the last sentence is going to be about. It has really not much to do with the actual article. They just wanted you to get there in the first place. Speaking of headlines. September 2020. Carano faced criticism from fans after making transphobic social media posts. She had been encouraged to add her pronouns to her Twitter biography, a common practice among trans and cisgender social media users to help avoid misgendering. However, in response to the request, the actor added the words, boop, bop, beep, to her Twitter name, an apparent ridicule of the convention. Sense of humor isn't allowed in this world. Mm. So look at look, okay, we're only on number two, and I'm sorry, I know this is taking a long time, but fuck it. This is this this is a snapshot into something that I think is far more important that's going on. That I think that we've kind of already addressed, like this attack on, you know, thought. Free speech, uh, hate speech, thought speech, thought control, whatever you want to call it. Um, It's terrible. It leads to nothing but bad ends for everyone. The first two starts with her being asked to do something. Not her going out of her way to be a a hateful, spiteful, you know, whatever. Right. The first two instances that they're picking out as these are strikes against her are someone coming to her and requesting something from her. Yeah. Now, in any normal fucking free-thinking mind, you would say, oh, well, you don't have to do anything. So with anybody asking you to do something, a potential response is, no, thank you. Just, I'm, I'm, I, I want the court to be aware of the uh, exhibit You can a. decide to say no. Yeah, free will. Yes. Imagine that, and free that. will. So, so far, she's got two strikes. She's been found guilty twice of exercising free will. What a terrible bitch. Mm. Defending her actions in a subsequent tweet, Carano wrote, They're mad because I won't put pronouns in my bio to show my support 
for trans lives. After months of harassing me in every way, I decided to put three very controversial words in my bio. Beep, bop, boop. I'm not against trans lives at all. They need to find less abusive representation, she added. I'm ready to give you a standing applause. Yeah. I think that was handled perfectly fine. Jesus motherfucking Christ. Now, the Christians want to come cancel me. That's fine. I'll take you on too. I'll, my pronouns will be Father, Son, Holy Spirit. What do you got? Let's go. Let's, let's toss. Anyway, that was a little lowbrow, but anyway. Early November 2020. Carano posted tweets in support of Donald Trump. Oh, death now. She openly questioned whether vote counting during the U.S. presidential election was fair by tweeting, quote, We need to clean up the election process so we are not left feeling the way we do today. Put laws in place that protect us against voter fraud. Oh, so that's the actual reason why she was canceled, I think. She made the, you know, unfortunate complaint that our elections may not have been 100% above board. Yeah, but those words in themselves, if she tweeted that November 11th, 2016, oh, thank you, girl. Obviously, we all know that, you know, Russia and their meddling, their meddling nerds came in here and ruined everything. It, 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 the words aren't the thing. The words aren't the fucking thing. And even if no. they were, I would still say, go fuck yourself. But these were, what in here? We need to clean up the election process so we are not left feeling the way we do today. Put laws in place to protect us against voter fraud. What what in that is ruining your day? What in that is taking food off your table? Anyway, they immediately followed up, these independent fucks, which are very not independent, by the way. <laughs> Irony. There has never been any evidence to support Trump's claim of voter fraud. Okay, well, that's disputed. All right. Mid-November 2020. Carano posted a number of anti-mask memes on Twitter. She shared memes that seemed to condemn the pandemic safety precaution of face mask wearing, including one that said, In a world where everyone wears a mask, it's a privilege to see a soul. Man, we are reading the biography of the next Hitler, guys. We are doomed. Hmm? Anyway, it keeps going on and on and on, and I'm kind of done reading it. You can obviously see these are the things that were handpicked out of the horrible atrocities that Gina Carano has obviously taken onto herself to put out there that she must not have a job with Disney ever again. Dude, there's, like I said, there's a lot of eyes on this one. She, uh, people can write this off as, you know, well, she's not that big. The show's not that big or whatever. Yeah. You'll see. This one's going to have some teeth. <laughs> yeah. This, it will. I'm not going to lie. And and I'm I'm already cringing at what I'm about to say. And it's fine because whatever, I did it. I canceled my Disney Plus. And this did spawn it. But it's not because of what they did to Gina Carano. It's because I started thinking, she's in Mandalorian? Fuck, I started watching that. I never saw her. Oh, I guess I'm not watching Mandalorian enough to where this really affects me. <laughs> and so I was like, wait, why? Hold on. I'm paying money for something I don't use. This is really dumb. And I was like, and, and what it actually got me to do is go down the list of 
all these platforms and apps and whatever the fucks that I've been paying for to where I just don't even recognize the money leaving. And I was like, let me go clean up some of these fucking things that I don't use that I'm just <laughs> throwing money the fuck away for. So yeah. the one good thing is, is Gina Carano's canceling saved me about a hundred bucks a month. Yeah. That's a plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I can find, you know, uh, a diamond in the, in the rough or a, a bright spot in a, well, I don't want to say in a dark room, but Gina Carano getting canceled is going to save me some dollar raise unless we get, well, this isn't monetized. So even yeah. if we get canceled, I'm, uh, you're not out. I'm up a hundred bucks, bitches. Yes. <laughs> it all makes me think, uh, I mean, uh, the backlash that she's getting makes me think of the final track on the album, the wall. And it's just like, uh, she was caught red-handed, showing feelings, <laughs> showing feelings of a most human nature that will not do. Oh, our millennial and Zoomer crowd is going to have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck was well, that? And that's why I provide, provided the lyric. I now, don't think we have a millennial crowd. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think know. so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know our crowd. We've only gotten one I review. Don't either. <laughs> I don't know our crowd either. No. Lauren. Do you listen to us? Yeah, of course I listen, listen to y'all. Do you listen to all of them? Yeah. Do you? I every do. week? Every week. Oh, okay. Sometimes Except for the takes... political ones. Well, yeah. So she doesn't listen. We have one female. <laughs> <laughs> Except the political ones. Yeah, I yeah. listen to it, but sometimes I have to tune it out. I'm not going to lie. That's fine. Yeah. I don't want to be everybody's cup of tea. You are no one's cup of tea, Jim. No. As long as you're my shot of whiskey, we'll be good. There you go. Ask yourself. What you can do for this podcast and not what this podcast can do for you. <laughs> now leave us a fucking review. Please. I'll never do Someone. that again. I'll never do that again. <laughs> I, want to, I want to cancel myself. I want to record that star. and play that every single episode right <laughs> yeah. after the intro. I don't know. After this, they can play for you the isolated bits that they've got on me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Th- those they are, are, they're, an, they're adorable. I mean, I could do it right now. They're adorable. But just to... Okay, so we're done with Gina Carano. Uh, by the way, I didn't know this until she got canceled, and I'm kind of surprised. But she's an she's a former MMA fighter with a record of seven and one. She's kind of a badass. Mm-hmm. She's actually, ironically, a strong woman. Well, Mandalorian, you know, you didn't make it to her character, obviously, but it does become prominent in the in the Mandalorian. Well, then I'm glad that they... And she is an ass-kicking chick in it. That's what she but does. It's, but that's in, hot. Yeah. That's great that it they utilize <laughs> some of her real-life stuff in the show. But I'd, I never knew... Even if I watched The Mandalorian, I would have never been like, this chick is a MMA fighter. But she legit was before The Mandalorian. Even before UFC even had a women's division. She was 7-1 in other MMA organizations. Which means she's a literal ass-kicker. Mm-hmm. Which, like I said, she's a strong woman. Yeah. Which I thought we were supposed to be uh, championing and like you know, if that's a word, lifting shit. up strong yeah. women and be yeah. like, yeah, a strong woman. Actually, you should be letting the strong women lift you up. I think that's probably what how that should happen. How can I let her lift me up if this is if this system is oppressing her, man? There's systemic oppression, and it's going against right wing people. How do you feel now? But I didn't know that she was an actual ass kicker. I guarantee you, especially after seeing you know pictures of her, 
uh, a she's hot as fuck, but she's she's bulky. The Mandalorian went out when we were watching it. The very first thing that my wife said, she was like, "She's big." I said, "Yes, yeah, she looks like a fighter or something." That's what that was the first thing in my mind. And I looked her up, and sure as shit, she was an MMA fighter. I guarantee I was like, you. Yeah. I guarantee you, she could kick the asses of half of the needle dick twats that are canceling. Yeah, her right exactly. Now. Yes. Like throw a mm-hmm. dude, yeah, in the cage with her, yes. and she would fuck them up. Yeah, That's, she'd fuck them all up. And then that kind of got my mind going, and I was like, you know what? I might not totally be against this whole men and women sports thing in this instance. When the competition is very subpar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The competition is sure. nerds on the internet. I would love to see a strong ass woman beat the fuck out of some very. Some Wokies. Arrogant assholes. Yeah. Even if they're not Wokies. Oh, but it'd be so much more fun to watch it being done to the Wokies. Well, that's undoubtable, but I'm trying to be fair here. But I totally agree. So then that kind of got me thinking again. It's like, okay, well, this, see, I go, I don't need YouTube to go down a rabbit hole. I have a brain. My brain is naturally, <laughs> uh, you it know, has a hole in it. It's, it's naturally conditioned to go down a rabbit hole itself. So I was like, well, you know, something else has kind of been up in the news and we've touched on it a little bit. Apparently some might say we've been on a war against trannies guys. Oh, and just on. me saying that word is already a nuclear word, but like I've already established, I don't give two fucks. I'll use the words I damn choose. You know, and there's a lot of this movement going on now about trans women, Mm -hmm. which are men who transition to women in athletes (laughs) in women's sports. Yes. And how that should be allowed in the, under the auspice of equality. And it's going on right now in the state of Georgia. Do tell. Yes. The state of Georgia is, uh, they're under a bill right now. They're looking at the whole transgender thing in women's sports. They're, they're looking at that right now. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which, uh, I mean, was just recently championed by Tulsi Gabbard as something that also needed to be looked at. And I'm... I'm personally glad that they are taking a look at this because, yeah, sorry, you should not be able to be, you know, a, a dude most of your life and then decide that you're not giving enough of a fair shake to the competition within your gender class just to go over and fuck up a woman because, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, sure. Take a look at it, uh, you know, debate on it let both sides come out. I would love to hear. That's what's going on right now yeah. in Georgia, Georgia State Senate. They're great. doing the debate on that's it. That's great. Thumbs up. Debated all day long. Uh, yes. I would love to hear the argument from the side where men that transition to women should be allowed to compete with women. I haven't in, heard that in side athletics. yet. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard that. Yeah. I did hear part of the other side on the radio. See, because <laughs> I don't need to hear that other side because that's the side that I already reside right. in. Right. Yeah, and that's... it's fucking retarded. Yes. It's ridiculous. Shouldn't be allowed, in my opinion. It's a good thing we're not under a gym monarchy. <laughs> 
because there'd be no trans women uh, beating the fuck out of biological women. Because that's just, exactly it, what would fucking happen. It's just like we said with the whole Caitlyn Jenner thing. Yeah. You know, think about that. That motherfucker was a fucking triathlete. Yeah. He triathlon. Mm-hmm. Well, winner. not only that, uh, he, but but uh, Bruce Jenner. Or I, <laughs> hold on, wait a minute. I it just is dead, Bruce. I just didn't him. <laughs> Kendall, or no, not Kendall. Yeah. What the fuck is her name? <laughs> right. right, Kendall Jenner. Caitlyn. What? Yeah, Caitlyn, Caitlyn beat okay. the shit out of a fuckload of Olympian dudes. There you go. Mm-hmm. Back when she was a dude, so yeah, whatever. Well, I'm but, just saying. I'm just saying that that's the extreme example. But you I don't have, put a man that, that someone that used to be a man or a guy or whatever the fuck against girls. You don't do that. They're physically. Biologically different, superior. Uh, oh, uh, sorry, uh, sorry. No, I'm not Shit, saying superior. There are. Damn it! I said the no-no word. Look, there are differences in men and women, and there should be differences in men and women. It's not a fucking. Well, it, 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 there's, there's. Uh, to me, this whole transgender thing to me is a. It's like, um, I mean, you can be gay. I get gay. I get that. But to want to become an actual n- member of the opposite sex, I don't understand that. I think that is a mental condition. I, I really do. I believe that if it's, and I hate to say that, I mean, um, but like I do. A, if like we a were on TV, I think it's I'd a, be yeah, slowly I think it's like pulling pers- myself out of frame. <laughs> a, yeah, I think it's like a person. <laughs> because this is not acceptable. Because, <laughs> because it has now been, and, and I'm fine, and this I'm right in the middle here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because... I want to hear both arguments of this, but before we do, I want I have I have some evidence. I have some evidence backing up what you and I were just talking okay, about. Okay, go ahead. As far as men, and 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 I'm going to be a little bigoted here, so I'm going to slide back over to Doug's side a little bit. I think that men that transition to women, once they're athletically active, aka. Puberty, you're, yeah, you're post puberty. Yeah. You're a fucking man. Yes, mm-hmm. that's acting like a woman. So I said those words exactly how I fucking meant them. So back in 1998, they did some, and even before this, they've done experiments and trials where, what would it be like if a man were to get into a, a peak athlete, a peak female athlete's world? And just see what happens. And not like a top-tier athlete. It's not like Tiger Woods level or Michael Jordan level male athlete. These are pretty average fucks. Mm -hmm. So I have this article here from Tennis Now, a a website I've never been on. Not that I'm I'm against (laughs) tennis. But anyway... Are you tennis sh- shaming, dude? I'm more of a golfer myself. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sakes. Hang on. Well, this article's just bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. All right, so this article that I found in tennisnow.com, if you so want to... Give them a click. They would be so happy to get a click, I could imagine. Or maybe they're the biggest tennis fucking website ever. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I don't know. Tennis World, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, they, they there's an article here about uh, 
something that happened back in 1998. A A quarter of a century after King beat Riggs in the Battle of the Sexes. I remember that. 203rd ranked German Karsten Bratsch beat both Serena and Venus Williams back-to-back at the 1998 Australian Open. Because he was a man, baby. He... Okay, tennis writer Harvey, who gives a fuck, caught up with the 50-year-old Brash. (laughs) Damn. He was ranked 203rd as a 50-year-old male and he beat the Williams sisters in their prime. Mhm. I don't know. Let's let's check in somewhere else. I think I've made my point in tennis, uh, obviously a sport I know all about. I would also like to add my silence has nothing to do with disagreement. I'm just tired. Sweet. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's been a but long I day. totally agree with everything you're saying. And I've actually had a similar conversation with Arona about well, this. You know, yeah, the, the one that one of the things I greatly enjoy about having these conversations with Stone, every once in a while she'll say, Well I'll say biologically something smart. Uh, <laughs> oh, look at you. I know. No, she uh, she goes, Well, biologically speaking, and that is that my ears uh, prick up a little bit at that. It's like I want to hear this. I have no usual experience in this area as far as academically, such as she has. And well, I would like to say I'm yeah. not currently active in the scientific sure. community. I majored in biology in college. I graduated fifteen years ago. Yeah, and I have not been active since. I well, no, with- human biology has totally changed. Everything you learned, not, <laughs> no. Everything's different. Yeah, not relevant the, anymore at all. The leg bone is no yeah. longer connected sure to the head bone. mitosis and meiosis are still the same. I mean, they were I still think. doing leaching back when you were in school, They right? still do leaching, actually. <laughs> I know they do. I would like to say. The, well, we all the remember plumbing, the, the plumbing's the only the thing plumbing, that's changed. Yeah. Yes. It's been rearranged plumbing, a bit. Yes. Just a bit. Um, but... Even even though I'm not currently active in the scientific community, my brain still works that way. So, like you were saying earlier, once you've gone through puberty, you can write off being equivalent to the opposite sex You're at right. any point in your life. Yes. Holy shit. Puberty is it. Yes, you understand it. that what we're and saying would, right now is like... And you know what's like, really funny? I'm going to actually... What am I, I have a really good friend who's trans. Mm-hmm. Born a female and is now a man. Right. Um... I'm going to ask his opinion next time I talk to him because on this topic, because I think that would be interesting for you guys to discuss. Um, I would love it. I would love it. Here's what's funny, though, because even though this person was born a female and is now a man, probably could still kick a lot of ass because this person used to be a black belt in Taekwondo. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that would actually be an interesting pairing, I think. Let let her him excuse me let him fight against a trans man, trans woman. I don't know. I get it backwards. Yeah. Now, confused. if they did that, this now, is that would that be cool. would be that would be fair. If you had a trans League. man, woman, whatever, whatever the fuck. If 
it, no, a trans yeah, lady. a trans league. That would be yeah. fair. If you had a yeah. it, yes, if you had that, if you made it into a a league of their own, <laughs> um, <laughs> but as long yes. as there's no crying, because there's no crying. Yeah, there's no crying. No, when you get kicked in the where the balls used to be. Yeah, well, it it doesn't just stop at tennis in 1998 with a rando 50 year old. No, no, shit. this is here's another one. This is on the Duke Law website. It's legit law.duke.edu where they were doing studies. They were like, we just, that, that's about the time when this really started to gain some steam. Right. And some more interested scholastic minds were like, well, let's document it. Let's, let's really see if the data, you know, plays this out or it, are all these people just transphobes? And obviously evil fucking bigots that need to be exiled to an island. Hopefully not with Epstein. <laughs> he knows all about biology. <laughs> anyway, here's just an excerpt. Just in the single year of 2017, Olympic, world, and, and U.S. champion Tori Bowie's 100 meters lifetime best of 10.78 seconds was beaten 15,000 times by men and boys. The same is true of Olympic world and U.S. champion Allison Felix's 400 meters lifetime best of 49.26 seconds just in the single year of 2017, men and boys around the world outperformed her more than 15,000 times. I think we're good now. I think the case is settled. Men are physically more athletic and if I could use a more bold word, men are physically superior to women Stronger. when it comes yes. to physical acts across the board. If you're looking at people that are physically active versus women that are physically active, the men hold certain you know That's why parameters. husband beater is not a word. Wife beater is. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's some husband beaters out there, but well, yeah, sure. but what, I, I what's told your, you those guys your, are pussies. I was, thank you. I was going to say, and what's your first thought about the husband? Yeah, yeah. that guy's a, a bitch. That guy's a pussy. He took yeah. an ass whooping. He yeah. didn't have to take. Yeah, Unless exactly. his wife is an MMA fighter, and then well, yeah, uh, MMA fighters like alpha dudes. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, Ronda Rousey's fucked up a few guys in her life. Only oh, yeah. ones that have asked for it. Yeah. And, and there's actual documentation of it. Yeah. Like Access Hollywood fuckwads right. that would go and interview her right. and be like, can you can you put me in an arm bar? And she's like, no, but I'll hip toss your ass. And they'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> because I'm a, I'm a beta bitch. And she would fuck them up, knock the wind out of them. They'd be like, oh, I can't. Oh. And it's like, yeah, any anybody exerting that force, that's physics at that point. Yeah, yeah. And it has nothing to do with whether or not there's a set of nuts in between your legs. But you asked for a world uh, premier trained fighter right. to take this TV personality who has no training. And yeah, every now and then, a woman can beat the shit out of a man. 
But look at the amount of training it takes for that woman <laughs> yeah. to beat the shit out of that non-trained man. Right. It, this isn't a fucking secret. That scrawny little man. Women and men should not be competing in physical sport, especially where injury is possible. Right. Unless, unless, if we're doing this all in the premise of equality, unless you're okay with women getting the absolute shit beat out of them by men. Now, if men beating women is back on the table, I mean, then okay, I guess, but I don't want to engage in that shit. But if 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 on your quest to equality, a lot of women are about to get fucked up, I'll get my popcorn ready, just as long as it's voluntary, but I think it's really dumb. Yes. And I think mm-hmm. you're setting a lot of women up for a lot of unnecessary ass whippings. Can we maybe just be realistic and understand that men and women are different and they shouldn't maybe tussle in uh, physical violent acts? Is that, I can't believe I have to address this. And could we not for a second just, you know, for a second entertain the possibility that there might be some loathsome jackasses in this world that know they can't compete on a top level with men, so they make the very difficult decision to become the opposite sex just so they can make marquee dollars beating the shit out of you know another gender because they know that they have the advantage runner already did that remember the runner we were talking about mm-hmm. turned himself into a woman beat the yeah. shit out of everybody mm-hmm. turned himself back into a man it's been it's, proven it's, so many yes. points by now i don't i can only surmise that those that are arguing that trans women should be allowed to compete with women don't know shit about what the fuck they're talking about stop being so goddamn woke and use your fucking brain it's just like animals you take a dog take a female dog you take a male dog you're talking about a tranny dog doesn't matter no no listen to what i'm about to say (laughs) if you wait if you take a male dog if you wait before you cut his balls, if you wait a year and a half and you cut his balls then, mm-hmm. that male dog has already built up enough testosterone mm-hmm. in him to where he's going to be a bad motherfucker his whole life. Yeah. Now, if you take that Without same, less weight, now, he's going to be more aerodynamic now. Yeah, now, if you take that- You just it, created a killer. Now, if you take that same male dog and after six months you clip his nuts, he's going to be a lot more docile, weigh a lot more. He's, he's going to put on weight faster. And it's the same thing. It's basically the same thing where we were talking about puberty. You know, when you get to puberty, you get, if if you're a dude and you hit puberty, the fucking testosterone gates open. You're a female, same thing, estrogen gates open, yeah. you know. And once them gates open up, you're you're who you are. Yeah, I mean, there no amount of surgery, yeah. no amount of removing parts adding parts none of that shit's gonna work yeah. it's not gonna work it's not gonna work the way it was designed to work mm-hmm. because you're be you weren't you didn't your whole because life. you're introducing something to something that wasn't supposed to be there mm-hmm. to begin with yeah so you're, you're interrupting millennia exactly of, of biology. biology yes now certain certain portions of this uh trans community has realized this, and I'm not saying it's prevalent, but it's enough to where at least I saw it on Vice, (laughs) where they are now introducing hormone blockers to children under the age of 10. 
because mm. you have parents who have self-identity issues that are now placing that on their children saying, I know that you think you're a boy, but you're really a girl. And now you have mentally uh, compromised parents that I sincerely think have mental issues taking their mental issues out on their children by making lifelong biologically altering decisions for them. There's actually and I think those a people, documentary about that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. it's, I kind of, I kind of goofed around with saying, I know it's not prevalent, but it's enough for me to see it on. I've seen it everywhere. I've seen HBO do shit on right. it. I, I've seen enough to where I know that it's at least happening to no less than 20 people. Right. And that's just what my TV was able to capture. Right. So do with that what you will. But even if it's just, you know, a handful, those parents are criminals. Yes. And they're doctors. They're actually doctors because there's babies that are born with both. Both genitals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. doctor decides. Jamie Lee Curtis. The doctor decides, am I going to am I gonna snip the, the, the dick what, off or what, am I going to. What path am I going to send you down? Or I'm going to sew up the, you know, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And the baby has no choice. The baby has no choice. to Now, in cases like that. Now, sometimes they do wait. Right. They wait and let the child develop. To see what is the more what prominent trait, traits by yeah. what tendencies they display. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, not just that, but do they start developing more like a male or more like a female? Right. Mm-hmm. Not not just do I act like a dude. Now, what time frame are we like a year? Three that years? I don't. Yeah, that I don't entirely know. But no, I'm talking about like no, I mean older. This is what I've heard. I have not done fine. proper research. I know nothing about this. They so. would have to be. Mm-hmm. They would. To, to get to where you're talking about, they'd have to wait until they're like nine, ten years old yeah. at well, least. And, and that's the problem is, and, and to me it's not a problem, it's the only thing that you could do. There's not a right, but there is a wrong. You have to wait until that individual is old enough to make their own decisions. Right. Now, 99% of the time, in my world it would be 100% of the time, that's until they're an adult. Yeah. Because we all know, even... Us as adults have made very poor choices that, thank God, they weren't life-altering. Let's uh, reference the beginning of the podcast where I was telling (laughs) drinking stories. Yeah. Yeah. So if you leave the decisions in the hand of a child to make lifelong decisions, A, there's laws against this Mm. and other facets. Sure. You don't let a child decide, you know, their their life path you you give them the freedom of being ignorant and stupid and making mistakes and you you say 18 is a rough good age that we've arbitrarily come up with but 18 year olds are still pretty fucking stupid well and see i've known plenty of people that have made the argument i knew when i was a child that i was different i knew when i was a child that i was this or that i was that and i will admit i've met quite a few people that fit that paradigm where they knew that they were divergent from the usual right away however (laughs) i would also make the argument that most children are not coming from that place just the fact that they feel different, that in itself is enough for them to make other decisions. Now, <laughs> when I was a child, I decided to do a lot of things that I put away two or three days later. And 
that is the problem. It, people making uh, these decisions that are very much lifelong during a period of time where most of the things that they are proposing that they enjoy or that um, they feel are part of their identity, very quite possible that those things will change very quickly in the next years or, you know, however long. Making that kind of decision at that age just sounds, I don't know, semi-reckless. And if you're a parent that supports that, then you're supporting reckless behavior. Yeah, you're you're leading them down a path that is likely not going to benefit them. Sure. You know, and it is it, it can be a little shorthanded to throw this back in the face of, you know, the the trans community, but it is something that I haven't seen to not be true, and that is is if you're running a 40% suicide rate in this community, you're going to have to come with a pretty good argument that this isn't a mental issue. Yeah. It's now, it's, it's absolutely got to be mental because I know a lot of gay people. I mean, I got family members that are gay. Yeah. And and they never wanted to go to the extreme of changing, you know, their biology just because they were gay. Yeah, where has the and, American dyke bar gone? Yeah. By the yeah. way, those don't exist anymore. Yeah. Because if if you're a female that's gay, well then just be a dude. Yeah. Just be trans. And that's fine for those who seek that out, but I think a lot of people are forced into it because they haven't met the right influences in their life to tell them that it's okay that you don't have to fully go this way. Because once you go it's it's not reversible and you really got to stick with it. And obviously you're going through something, so maybe making a very permanent decision yeah. isn't going to be best for you yes. mentally. Sure. Not saying that you know, because obviously 60% of trans don't do that, which would sound like a great statistic. Well, the majority aren't doing it. But almost half are. But no group, <laughs> no other group on this planet has that ratio. You're right. And there's other groups that have much smaller ratios that if you're within that certain group that's experiencing that level of suicide, there's an all-out fucking, you know, Hail Mary to try to save everyone we can because it's recognized as a problem. But in this instance, it's not allowed to be looked at it at like that because there's so many facets to it. Who did your parents push you into this? And do you just regret it? Uh, were you gay that you just felt the best way to express your gayness was to become the sex that you're, you know, uh, Attracted to or, or whatever, yeah, yeah, so opposite or opposite. Yeah, did you feel so bad about the fact that you're gay that you needed in, internally to become the alternative or the opposite sex so that you would feel less bad about your gay? Like there, there's too much. There's not one certain block to put everybody in to say, well, that's got it. Okay, got it figured out. Got it zipped up. No, but that's why it should be open to conversation. Right, and and that's why I say to me. In my man brain that I've had my whole life, it's got to be a mental issue, you know? I mean, because, like I said, I know a lot of gay people that are fine being gay. You know, they're, 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 they don't, they don't want to change their sex. I know plenty of gay know, women that are that very offended at this entire at the trans transgender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know because a lot they, of... 
they they think that they think that it's bullshit. Well, the the, the LGBTQ or whatever mm-hmm. that the, they they really don't like them. I mean, they really don't. If as a community, the gay and lesbian community. Uh, when the trans a lot of people them don't want to get roped they in don't want to get roped stuff, into the like, trans i know what i yes, am exactly and we're different right and but, that's and that's because, the way they do but because the normies yeah you know the, have to the, lump all of them yeah well you're not what we are so you're all together right and that's also wrong to do yeah there's yes. individuals in that group you fuck faces well I'm, and yeah. some of them yeah. don't want to be part of a group right and right. I'm not going to attempt to butcher, you know, Chappelle's stand-up, but he does a very amazing comparison yeah. about the uh, letters being in a single car yeah. and how they their feelings are uh, for one another. Yeah. No, and that that's my whole point here is that I started this episode by saying I am a champion of free speech. Sure. In every way, shape, and form. And I know I say fucked up shit. I know that I say things that would offend people or give them a false impression of who I am as a person because they only have this podcast to judge me by. I'm totally okay with that, obviously. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this. Mm -hmm. But I'm that way because I think the ability to discuss uncomfortable things should be exactly why... We're all First Amendment free speech proponents because if I don't know anything about the trans community from a biological level or from a societal level or from a mental level, how the fuck am I supposed to make sense about something that I can't relate to unless we talk about it? And don't you have to have these uncomfortable conversations in order uh, to learn anything i mean that's the thing that i i don't understand about this level of censorship where people don't realize uh the very method that you're trying to employ is is creating a rift in being able to understand the other side if we stopped our conversations the first time we had an uncomfortable conversation how long ago would we all stop talking and this, this this reminds me of another documentary that I saw. This obviously has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it kind of does. Have you ever seen the black guy? Um, it's a documentary about a black guy. I cannot remember his name. I Is knew the his name, name of the documentary the black guy? But he but he goes to all these clan leaders. Oh yeah, the, and the, gets the, the their, yeah. gets their gets yeah, their, gets uh, their outfits. Yeah, yeah the yeah. robes. Oh, I love it. And yeah. and he ah, he has fuck. conversations yeah. with them and converts them. They, yeah, he converts them, and they agree to give up their robe to him. And he has a like a closet in his house that is just full of robes of all these clan leaders that he got robes from. Just just because of what we're talking about, he yeah. went and actually talked. Mm-hmm. had the hard talk, you know, the hard talk that nobody ever wants to have. And that guy, to me, that's the that's the whole political thing. Everything that that guy talks about in that documentary is the politics of this country, everything about that. Daryl Davis. Is that him? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. He's a musician, he, right? He, yep. he, yeah. Yeah. It's a great documentary if mm-hmm. you've never seen it. He's I, also he's also been on Rogan a couple oh, yeah. years ago, but from what I, from what I understand all the Rogan episodes have been 
nuked off YouTube because he's now on Spotify. But just Google Daryl Davis. Uh, he's the black musician who converts uh, KKK members yes. uh, out of the KKK. Right. He has a great story. Yes, he does. And, and, and that story comes into what we're talking about. Um, free speech and all that. It all... When you when you get together and you have the hard fucking talk, like a Democrat and a fucking Republican need to get together and have the fucking hard talk, mm-hmm. the hard fucking talk that's like, you know, well, you know, you know, you've done this and you know, you've done this and and see fucking eye to eye, then every a lot of things would get fixed. And yeah. that guy right there, I mean. I would vote for him for the president. <laughs> I would. I mean, any guy like him that's able to go and that's a communicator. Yeah. That's a that is that's what we need. We need communication yeah. in the fucking country. And and that starts at the top, dude. It does. And it and, and that is trickle down. I mean, if you if you have a president or senators or whatever that are like just so fucking emboldened in their little fucking bubble, yep. and they they won't even they they won't even talk to the other side, and and all that shit leaks down into the fucking public, and it it's just toxic. It's a fucking toxic thing. And you know? if I can make one more recommendation, uh, I, I know Rogan moved to Spotify, and not everybody's happy about it. But if you don't have a Spotify, download Spotify. Well, we're on Spotify. You can. Listen mm-hmm. to us on yeah. that as That's well. That's how I listen. <laughs> oh, there but you go. if you don't have Spotify, download Spotify, look up the Joe Rogan experience, and go to episode 1595-1595 with Ira Glasser. He is the former director of the ACLU and a lifelong defender of every citizen's right to free speech. Now, the ACLU today is dog shit. They fucking suck. Fuck them. But when they first came to be and what they actually fought for, go listen to him speak because he talks about, he's he's Jewish, and he talks about going to Congress and going to the courts to fight for the right for the Klan to be able to march mm-hmm. right. in America. Yeah, He's like, I don't give, and, and this is what I'm trying to echo, I don't give two fucks what your message is as long as it doesn't violate the rights of someone else, you should have the right to say it freely. And if and if you're ostracized by society and people don't want to engage with you because your views are so vile, so be it. But you should still be able to live and engage in your community and your society. Right. But if if the worst thing about you is you espouse bad ideas for fuck's sakes people grow the fuck up Mm -hmm. win them over with better ideas that's on you well it's exactly the um thing that i brought up a couple episodes ago about noam chomsky was very much a proponent of you know don't silence your opposition win the argument yeah i can't believe this is an actual thing that has to be discussed yeah uh in this day and age but it's now happening in the Senate where speech is at the crux of what is looked at as something that's bad. 
Mm-hmm. And it, and from that level all the way down to the people you interact with on your lowest, most intimate level is now in jeopardy based on ideas and words. Mm-hmm. I don't think people understand how fragile it is if that tips in the wrong direction. And this might not have been the most entertaining, jovial, you know, laughy, two laughs a minute uh, episode. But it's an important fucking point. And this week was just an odd week where that kind of came front and center. You know, like we said, with Larry Flint uh, dying and what he represented. And with the Gina Carano firing uh, from Disney, that echoed it. And then you have the impeachment trial all centered around speech. I mean, it was just, it, there was only one direction this episode was going to go, folks. So. It's called free speech. And with that, let's turn it over to Arona <laughs> to do his free speaking. Here comes Arona's Riders Walk. Alrighty then, so uh, on to our fifth installment. What happened to temporary disagreements? What happened to civil discord? I know on each one of these segments, I've discussed language to a degree. In the first segment, I covered what happened with the Capitol and the language used to discuss the issues surrounding it. The second segment was about censorship and how its use inspires subjugation. The third was about how revolutions of peace are primarily led by language. And last week, I reviewed the spin of language and how unity is requested, but the continued actions of the government seem to support a different outcome. In other words, we seem to be having a language problem as a culture. How many of you can honestly say that the promulgation of social media has been a net positive gain? Sure, it allows you to keep in touch, network with past associates in order to advance your career, and sharing numerous pictures of controvertible importance. I'm not sure about you listeners, but I can't tell you how many conversations or general situations I have irreparably fouled due to social media or attempting to explain myself via text. It has always felt as though, even when I have command of my language, I can't seem to marshal my capacity to settle disagreements. Is it because I am too passionate when I write? Or are others too passionate and absorbed in their feelings to have meaningful discussions? Or could we possibly be carrying on debates through text when it may be more fit to have these discussions through more effective mediums? We are privy to a time where being isolated is a norm, and we stream our thoughts in concrete forums when the open air used to be much more forgiving and apt. We've lost the ability to shrug away comments, and in doing so, we have lost sight of what is important, action as opposed to diction. Regardless, it seems very recent that the tumult of ideologies has been brutal enough that it could destroy long friendships and relationships. 
Each day, it seems, I find new situations where longtime friends would part ways just over the simple support of a retweet of an idea that happened to be given by a controversial personality. We we have allowed our thoughts to become weaponized. Ask any one of your parents or grandparents how many divorces were caused in their time due to politically split homes. I'm sure it happened, but I'd bet that it wasn't a common occurrence. We had differing opinions, and that was okay. Our divergent qualities used to be our foundation for friendships. Just like romantic relationships, we tended to be strengthened by our divides and learn to love despite differences. Now a simple post might net you a loss of one or more friends. When did we as a people become so fragile? It would be easy to dismiss away these occurrences as just poor foundations of friendship, usually inspiring such comments as, I guess our relationship didn't mean very much to begin with. Perhaps, though, now we are allowing words a caliber they didn't used to possess. If feeling different and seeing things different is cause for losing relationships and jobs, then we as an intellectual species are at great peril. We had a celebrity this week compare the treatment of Republicans as akin to the treatment of Jews in Nazi Germany. Certainly, I for one am tired of the wild abandon in which we use that comparison. Not just left or right, but all of us need to probably take that out of our rotation of comparisons. Nevertheless, it seems to me that when you silence an individual and attempt to destroy their career and socially cripple them with your judgment, that you are ironically supporting their point of view. Right or wrong, though, that comparison might have been, you have now martyred an individual on a point the previous to your reaction would have been innocuous. I think we forget how much power we allow words because in the end, you aren't violated by the force inflicted by a person's words, but by the impact we allow them to have internally. Allowing words power they do not possess is not progress of intelligence. It is defamation of spirit and will. Our ability to entertain such frivolities as matters of consequence illustrates exactly how ignorant we are becoming. Knowledge was meant to protect us from such mental divergence. Our access to unbounded information was supposed to further propagate our intelligence, but the lack of ability to pair that knowledge with reason is destroying any actual progress from being reached or maintained. All righty, then. I guess that's it for this week. <clears throat> I would like to say thank you to the lovely stone. May I call you the lovely stone? Of course. Okay. The lovely stone. Thank you for coming. Anytime. And, or, well, yeah. Thank you. Sorry for, that we thank man- you for being here. <laughs> Sorry that we mansplained all over this episode. Yes. <laughs> and, and once again, relegated you to silence and long stretches of quietness that's you that did that by the way but that's okay. it was it just up. a long day <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no i know what i did that's why i'm the one saying it <laughs> i don't know i i kind of finished up the whole episode with five minutes of mansplaining i think <laughs> so yeah don't apologize we, we did what we did and we'll do it again 
Yeah. And next we'll, week. We'll do it again next week. Steve. I'll still probably come back. And we'll continue to all love one, e- one another. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Maybe. Bye. Hey.